you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. This is the friend zone. If I don't love you, baby, which ain't grocery, eggs ain't poultry, and Mona Lisa was a man. Was man. <laughs> Welcome to the friend zone. You're weekly looking at all things mental health, mental illness, and mental ice spice. The um, timing of it. <laughs> because she might have a song called No Clarity, but we finna offer a little clarity on the joke I cracked last week. So y'all thought I'd just be talking shit and making it up, but it'd be references. You know what I'm saying? Points of reference. That was none other than the great blues legend, Little Milton. Okay? And if you don't know about Little Milton, you better find out. Lil Milton is his name, <laughs> but he has Classic. a song, yes, um, that I wanted to share with you all called Grits Ain't Groceries, because I cracked that joke last week uh, about Grits Ain't Groceries, Eggs Ain't Poultry, and Mona Lisa was a motherfucking man, okay? That's that's <laughs> that's a, a saying for y'all. I hope that you take that and inculcate it into your vernacular. Now, if you don't know what that word means, then that was for the people that went to school. How you doing, friend? What's going on? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? How were your weekends? My weekend was great. I had a good, mm. I had a good, I had a good weekend. Um, I did. I had a great weekend. Um, this week was special for me. Uh, shameless plug. Pew pew pew. Um, I have a new show that premiered on Monday of this week. Uh, on hey. Revolt TV. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, you looked awesome, too. I appreciate that so much. It feels so good to hear you say that um, because it's something that I'm really proud of. I've long um, shared with you guys and with our audience, too, that television hosting was something that was near and dear to my heart and that I really wanted to do. So I'm so grateful that the universe heard me and provided me with an opportunity to do just that. So many thanks to Revolt, to Daytavio and everybody at the Revolt team and the Target as well um, for this opportunity. I'm the host of season two of Better on black it airs every monday night at 9 30 p.m on revolt tv and then it streams on the motherfucking app the next day so y'all can catch that check that out it's a great great showcase of brilliant 
black talent, black entrepreneurs with great products and great ideas that um, Target and Revolt have decided to fund. So this is just good news all the way around. It's 360 degrees of good news, okay? Um, and I'm so excited to be a part of it. I'm the host, Remy Ma, Master P, Pinky Cole. Okay, yes. our girl Pinky Cole. Come on, Pinky. Latoya so Luckett, cool. Ryan Brown, and Daytavio from Revolt, baby. Okay, the one and only. Those are the judges who uh, decide who gets the damn money. And so I'm very excited to be part of this. It was very fun. I'm proud of it. I can't wait for everybody to see it. So if you don't have the Revolt channel, you can check your local and cable listings. Okay. If you ain't got the channel, upload it. Get the app. Okay. Get right. download the Revolt app from your app store on your phone, iPhone, and even Android. And you can uh, watch the show there. And I'm just so excited about that. So that really set my week off to a good tone. I conducted a lot of good business this week. Um, mm. Friend Zone got lots of love this week Holding court with Ebony K. Williams Shout out to my girl Got a lot of love this week So it's just been a good week of business And you know business gives me boners I love this business <laughs> So I'm happy I'm happy <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it. great Yeah, I'm excited to be um, ending the year This was mm-hmm a lot of work this year mm-hmm. and still have a little bit more to go, but I'm very looking forward to December and that You're sort doing of what you down. wanted to do though, friend. You I said am. that you wanted to be a powerhouse in production, executive production happening. more specifically. Um, and that's yes. exactly what you're doing. You're stepping in it, girl. Your feet. I know. It's, it's very, warm very marks. Steam <laughs> marks from your feet being on the planet on that shit, friend. That's beautiful. Congratulations. Yeah, and I'll be able to talk about um, projects mm-hmm. that I've been working on for the past year a lot more finally because some are launching this month. One of them I can actually talk about next week because I'm going to ask friends on listeners to help me out. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like you said, it's just been a, a really good month. It's been a good year. But... I'm looking forward to the slowdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the PNW has already started its bullshit with mm, the rain the weather, and the yeah. gloom. But I'm not mad because in a way, it's like the sign for me. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yep, time a to cycle. hibernate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time to like get into that. Yeah, get into that season of rest. And, and playing and that's SWV. Yeah, you gotta play. Y'all don't play that when it rains. I'll be I, okay. No. Maybe I'm alone. Friends on listeners, <laughs> let me know if y'all. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, well, a lot of times when it's raining outside, do you listen to Rain by SWV? I actually, and Ashanti too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, agree with you because there's like a slowed and reverb version of Rain that I just listen to anyway. Ooh. But especially when the rain comes on, send that it's over. Lit. It's, it's, it's the one. <laughs> but really fast, I am doing okay, and I am come on, Tay. I just want everybody to know. You look good. Thank you. I told you this, you know, some of the face wash I got, which I'm not going to name because I want to talk about the donkey milk, you know what I'm saying? Donkey milk. uh, (laughs) That donkey took a titty set. It's donkey milk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but I just love uh, how this month just kind of sped past me. Like, I don't know what happened, but I did a lot this month. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, it's Halloween. What the fuck did oh, I do? Betty. And I yeah. had a lot of meetings this month, and I actually did like a lot of work, and I have a lot of shit that I'm like planning for next year. And Congratulations. The fact, I, the fact that I am present, ever so present, I can remember things of the past, and I am planning for my future. 
it's just beautiful. Like I, I will right. say that because usually I'm stuck in the fog of, of one of the three. Like ah, like I hate right now, or uh, somebody fucked me up right. a few days ago, or uh, I can't believe I got to pay rent soon. Like, but now that I can think about all what movie a drag. parts, rent uh, is a drag. And you know, I just, <laughs> I just, sorry, really quickly, I just paid my rent because they fucked up my mm-hmm. lease. So I didn't even mm-hmm. pay it on the first this month like I wanted to. So I literally just paid it, and then mm-hmm. they sent me. I the got to do it. Yeah. I was like, y'all that next month waited. bill is so insulting because I'm like, bitch, I owe y'all a dime. Fuck y'all you talking about Billy and just gave me both. At I owe y'all a dime. Okay. <laughs> 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 Zero balance, Billy Eilish, motherfucker. I owe y'all shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Armani Blanco. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> we have a very special episode of, well, really segment, I should mm-hmm. say, of a the highlight. Black Business of the Week, <laughs> sponsored by Target's Black Beyond Measure Initiative. We're very, very excited to have LA Beauty Club, the winners of this week's episode of Bet on Black on mm-hmm. Revolt, hosted by none other than Dustin Ross. Thank you. They'll be joining us today, and we're super excited to get into this conversation. We had the season two premiere of Bet on Black, which is an incredible competition show on Revolt, sponsored by Target as well. And uh, I actually had the pleasure of hosting. <laughs> Very excited. Everyone can go there, fine. Very excited. (laughs) Um, And while I was there, I was able to encounter and meet some really, really dope entrepreneurs with incredible products that um, we would be fools not to highlight as much as we possibly can. And we already shared... LA Beauty Club, which is an incredible um, beauty supply in Los Angeles. We shared it as our Black Business of the Week, but we thought it would only be right now that the show is out and people can see these people and put a face with the name to have them come on into our house, okay, and talk about their house of beauty. So without further ado, I want to welcome the owners of LA Beauty Club, Obi Olawa and Shiva Amadi. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the friend Hey, Hello. welcome hey, to the friend Hey, thank you, thank you for having us. We're so excited yeah, to have you guys. You got our names. Both of our names are foreign, and you got both of them right. So. Yeah, I know. I don't know. That's, that's Nothing but net. <laughs> Nothing but net. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, but it's it's really, I had practiced saying your names when we were on set filming our show, which I'm so proud of, and you guys should be really proud of, too. It looks um, great, too. I couldn't really, be biased really and shit on set, but now that we over here in this house, I can. Y'all shit was so fire, and the whole time you guys were talking, I thought your personal story was actually really, really dope, too. Um, so before we get into all the things that happened on set, let's talk about how you even got there in the first place. So why don't you guys um, just tell us a little bit about how, how you came together to form L.A. Beauty Club? Yeah, honestly, it was really simple. So I'm from the DMV. Um, okay. I'll be from L.A. And, and I'm from I'm L.A., from DMV, yeah. but I used to live in New York. I lived in New York for like five and a half years. I moved to L.A. and I was like, all right, I'm going to just say yes to everything. Like, every yeah. time. I feel like, and I was in New York, I just feel like I was just like hustle mode 100%. I barely did anything. I just worked, worked, worked. Yeah. And when I came to L.A., I was like, when people ask me to go out or hang out, I'm just going to just say yes. And so I went, <laughs> I went to this event that I just said yes to. And that's where I met Obi. We basically just got cool, became friends. And yeah. then it just kind of just blossomed from there, really. Okay, now and what's your version, Obi? Obi? Yeah, so. <laughs> let's let's fact check that. What's going on? <laughs> that is that is that is actually what happened. We met at, at an event okay. at Seagull in LA, and uh, okay, pretty much from there, you know, I explained to her like how 
what I do is for a living and uh, I am an attorney. So okay. a business attorney entertainment. So I kind of explained to her, like, you know, I've started multiple businesses. I, you know, went through bad businesses, good businesses, help businesses, yeah. you know, different things. So uh, kind of let her know that, you know, eventually I want to get into like investing into something that, you know, I want to, you know, impact and help our black community and, you know, she brought this idea to me and I looked for a team of guys that wanted to help invest. And that's how we kind of brought it to, to fruition really, you know, and that's, that's really the story. Everybody always asked like, how we did it. And, you know, it was just her with a great idea and me just having the tools to kind of help her bring it to life. So Shiva, how did you birth that brainchild and even want to get into the beauty industry in that way? So... There are some black owned beauty supplies in and around LA. I mean, there's a few across the country just in general, but like where I grew up in Maryland, there's, you, that's like not a thing at all. Mm-hmm. So I never, honestly, I was so br- like just brainwashed, I guess, into thinking that it was normal not to see us in that environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really paid that much attention to it or really saw a representation issue. I just didn't really think about it. I just went and bought my stuff. But one day I went to a beauty supply and when I was in New York with a friend, we got profiled. We were looking crusty. Not that that matters, but we got profiled. <laughs> and it was just something about that day and about like the experience and like the way they went about it was so aggressive mm-hmm. and like very humiliating feeling mm-hmm. that I just was like, it was just like a last straw feeling. Like you ever like have a friend that, you know, like they, they do little things that kind of irk you and then there's that one day where like, and so yeah it was basically just a brainchild of being frustrated being profiled um after i left and i actually started doing research about like trying to find other black owned beauty supply stores that were near me i was living in brooklyn at the time and there really wasn't options that yeah. were nearby at least and i was just like wait pause and then when I found out, like, only 3% of the abuse platforms in the United States are actually Black-owned, I was like, oh, no. You're upset <laughs> all that Black shit in the stores, and ain't none of them but 3% Black-owned. That's a That's shame. That's wild. Yeah, so it is. Actually, it's a billion-dollar industry. It's, like, crazy. Hmm. I have a question because um, every time I see beauty supplies, I'm always fascinated by the amount of inventory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I always mm-hmm. wondered, putting together a beauty supply seems so <laughs> daunting. Like, I'm curious yeah. when you were because, you know, you came up with the concept and then when you sat down and you had the location, how on earth did you know where to start to get all yeah. the products and all the hair and all the accessories and just... How do you do that? Truthfully, I didn't know where to start. Mm. And it was daunting as yeah. hell. Right. Shout, <laughs> shout, shout out, shout out, shout out your friend Jasmine too, because she was definitely a help. Yes. Like she she yeah. did some research. She, her and she were researching heavily, like finding, you know, how to start this, you know, how to even get in contact with these vendors. Find the vendors. Mm. Yeah. Right. Uh, truthfully, like it is daunting, but The main thing I would say is like anything you want, you can have. You just have to want it bad enough. The information is out there. It's there. You just have to be persistent. You have to keep emailing, keep calling, like ask the like ask questions. You know, do a little bit of critical thinking. Find Mm -hmm. ways to backdoor things. Like it's definitely not impossible, but it's daunting. It's just mainly 
you know, you just gotta just like keep digging for the information because they kind of try to like hide it, mm-hmm. gatekeep. Of course, yeah, yeah. And yeah. once you get over the the small hump, I think it becomes <laughs> slightly easier because you create these systems that help you, like you know, stick around with the inventory. Because now we're getting it. it. It's not. It wasn't easy because she's like in charge of the buying, so it wasn't easy mm-hmm. for her to like adjust to the to the the, the the time it requires to actually keep up with the inventory and. Uh, yeah. see what people want that's new and new things like that. So it's, right, because it's, it's, yeah, because yeah. the beauty industry, especially with our hair, <laughs> there's so it's many brands. Always, always I mean, there's always yeah. a new brands and new products. So I, that's why I was curious. Like, how do you, how do you stay on trends? How do you keep track? You know, even the volume of how much to order of one product, but maybe not the other. Do you have to do kind of like, let the customers based on their what they're buying is that how you decide what to keep sticking to or do you stick to the brands that you believe in like i always just wondered that process so when we started i started with the brands that i believed in which was a mistake Mm, wow your hair looked good to me shit (laughs) (laughs) see why i went and sold out the store Sheba, Fran's about to have you drop all the gems right now. How to get these things? I know, right? <laughs> she's about to. She's, no, and so she's dropping an ebook, everyone. You know, so. You know. Oh, okay. You should though. Yeah, I think that'd be amazing too for people that want to follow your blueprint. You know, and and obviously yeah. and pay homage to to your craft without just kind of stealing gems but i love that you're not gatekeeping like it was oh, no. kept from oh, you no. yeah like, the listen the thing about me is like i want everybody to win mm-hmm. truthfully mm-hmm. like not just people that i like to win my friends to win like i'm really rooting for everybody black even if i don't even fuck with your opinion or i don't mm-hmm. fuck with mm-hmm. listen right. if you're black do your thing. Mm-hmm. Just, I want to, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to agree, but I'm not burning bridges with nobody black. So it's yeah. just like the more information that I can provide, I, I'll give that. Like, I, can I take time to like try to mentor every single person, not hundred people? No, I just don't have the bandwidth. But yeah. I'm definitely down to give information where it's asked. Like, you know, you asking questions about inventory and like how to get started. Yeah, I made the mistake of prioritizing brands, prioritizing brands that I like. That's right. a mistake because. Business isn't about you. Mm-hmm. It's, about right. it's the community that you're servicing, right. right? So I had I kind of switched. I had to, you know, you do have to adapt a lot, especially any type of retail business, any business in general. But you really have to be able to adapt and kind of watch what's going on. What people want. I'm a person that I definitely leverage social media. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's something that people didn't have back in the day. I pull my audience all the time mm-hmm. when people come in i get that information from them i'm constantly asking did you find everything you need today did you find everything that you normally mm-hmm. use no okay suggestion box drop it in there let me know what Love you want that. i'm constantly asking questions i'm like what, what you know on my instagram stories i'm like what do you guys want more of less of do you care about this do you not i watch tiktok trends i don't watch tiktok for fun i watch tiktok to see what's going on what people want yeah. Right. Data, you know, like that would be like my biggest thing advice to anybody who's starting is like stop thinking about yourself. Think about who you're serving and what they want. It's about what the customers need, what the works for them, what they like. You know, and so speaking that of would be like my biggest thing. 
uh, speaking of who you're serving, right? I know it was really important and a priority to you both to place the location, the physical location of your business. And talk to me just a little bit about that, like your intentions behind community and, and where you even open like your brick and mortar location. Yeah. Oh, but you could take it. Uh, so I'm from Los Angeles. Yeah. So I'm from Los Angeles and Los Angeles is full of like, believe it or not, there's a lot of like, she would be probably get to attest to this as you've been going around. There's a lot of black owned businesses out here that, you know, aren't highlighted okay. and they've just been around for years and no one's like really, you know, they just, for us, it's kind of a little almost normal, almost a little bit. So I was like, there is a strong community in the mid city area. Then we thought about all the, the, how LA is full of transplants that are black people. And then they don't have anywhere mm-hmm. to go shop. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially the ones when they come here, they move to like Hollywood, North Hollywood area. And they're out of like the, the area that is South of Pico. Right. So mm-hmm. we can still serve the South of Pico because way South of Pico, there's a plenty of black owned beauty supplies, actually like glow and flow mm-hmm. and the girl came and everyone's, <laughs> Uh, Girl, but then there's, yeah, but then up north, there's like beauty, beauty bees, I believe. Sally's. Or Sally's, <laughs> yeah. Sally's and beauty bees. Yeah. But, but like that, they they kind of almost act like the affluent black community doesn't exist. Mm-hmm, like yeah. no one's serving those people. Like mm-hmm, in our, yeah. like where we're located, it's just like. It's just, yeah. So they have to go south or north mm-hmm. and there was one but he but covid you know kind of didn't help help him last last but he was there for like 30 years so it's it's definitely there and there's a market there that you know that needed to be served so you know and then she was she was you know being such a, a regular beauty supply guard as any other black woman is she's like we need parking like you know we need parking mm-hmm. we need mm-hmm. this, there are specific yes. things she was looking for so you know, we went on our, on our search. She was driving around and just found the spot. And then luckily we, you know, contacted the, 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 the owner and, you know, he loved us. He interviewed with us and he was just like, I've never had a retail. And especially I like this idea. Yeah. And, and then it was had you big windows. Yeah. And we, we, we had to like, yeah. we did, we did all like, we, if you saw in the show, we, we did all the construct, mostly like the beginning construction ourselves, obviously the things that a contractor we needed to do, we would hire them. But for the most part, the teardown was us. We, uh, pretty much painted as much as we could paint ourselves. Uh, <laughs> and we built it out ourselves really. And Shiva had this great, you know, idea with her design where she was like, well, most beauty supplies are dark. Right. And, they cover up the windows and there's no light let in. And That's so junky. true. So Shiva was like, let's well, not make it like that. Posters. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually it's like ebony. Yeah, it's like some like old poster from like twenty years ago. You're like, yo, this is not right. even what from like early two thousands like now. Yeah. <laughs> and so right. even but you want to know why? But you want to know why? It's because it's the one, it's like one of the few industries where they know that they have what we need. Yeah. And so it don't matter. They we're coming back. They so they don't give a fuck. And we yeah. don't require, okay. and we don't require more from them when we go in there. So we're no. just, you know, we're just all right. We'll right. take it. Like, so right. she was like, let's not There's make no it need like to that. Let's make it great customer service. Look nice. Yeah. Let's like make it look like a, mm. a place to come and hang out and be and want to be, you know, and want to shop. Mm-hmm. So that's why she did the pink that's colors. Fine. She did mm-hmm. the whole light, and, you know, and she did a whole photo. We have a whole photo. She created directed a whole photo shoot. 
that was going to be more modern <laughs> photos of young models that we know now that are killing it. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's a whole different vibe for a beauty supply that you know has never been done. That's why we, you know. Not just a braid <laughs> picture like this. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. Right. Yeah. Evolve that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And we, you know, so we, and we, we, as black people deserve more when we're, when we're shopping in the space. So, um, so talk to absolutely. us a little bit about your That's customer beautiful. feedback too, because I know, like I said, intention has been such a big part of you guys' formula when in creating LA Beauty Club. Have you noticed um, a response from your customer base that reflects them really receiving and, and, and getting, you know what I mean, your concept with LA Beauty Club? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All the time. All the time. <laughs> Especially the people who come in for like the first or second time. Usually, you know, you repeat customers like they're used to it now but like when we get those people who it's their first time being there or they're in town or they just found it on yelp or whatever it is or they heard about to somebody like those are the people who are like oh they're like every time they're like i've never been in a beauty supply store that's like nice so welcoming <laughs> like clean. they're like wow okay you know they usually usually you go to these plus so it's very transactional yeah mm-hmm. almost like you go in you do your research before you go you mm-hmm. know there's no one there to help you mm-hmm. you know you go look at your reviews and your youtube videos of how to do something and you go you're like okay i'm getting this, <laughs> this, this, this. Okay. You know? <laughs> this is a very different experience for people because I would say, honestly, like 80% of our customers, they come and they ask questions. They come and talk. They come and hang out. Mm. Like, they're coming in saying, hey, you know, my hair's been really dry lately. Like, what are you using? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what are some things that you use to keep your braids fresh and make them last longer? Like, mm-hmm. they're coming in for that community feedback. They're coming in to, like, get that trusted opinion, you know? Yeah. Because they know that they can. We're not just trying to, like, send you out the door with something, anything, as long right. as you buy it. Right. Yeah. And that's the that's the so, beauty of it being a black owned business because mm-hmm. we can't walk into another location and ask those kinds of questions because it can't be answered. You know, there isn't community, there's no let's say. <laughs> right. right. There's there's no matter. context. There's <laughs> no concept. Yeah. It's just like you said, it's transactional. You come, you get your hair, pay, get out. And so mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful that you have people that can come and, and come up to you or whoever you have there working and be like, hey, maybe you can give me some feedback on my hair type or my hair's needs or skincare. And I think that's the beauty of, of our beauty supply being for us, by us. You know, there's right. there's more yeah, that can be right. done. Yeah, and I think it speaks volumes about the hard work that you put into making sure that it looks a way that, you know, the people that work there act a way that uh, people are treated the way when they come in. Yeah, because yeah. I think, you know, I have a mane on my head. And when I walk into the beauty supply store, I can't really ask no questions. So I'm just kind of buying whatever <laughs> going about my day. If I go up to them, and I'm like, uh. How many people buy this one? They're going to be like, more people buy this one. They're not going to know, you know, how to fix my hair. But to know (laughs) that I can walk into a store that, A, looks good. B, I can ask one person a question and see then everybody that works there. And then the customer's probably going to get into the conversation, too. And now we all uh, rapping. Like, I would just love that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's why when you get those first-time customers, you're going to have automatic repeat customers. Because a lot of people don't even care about their customer service, let alone how their establishment looks. They just know that they have to make some money, sell some products, and get people in and out the door. But the fact that you want that staying power, I I find, I just, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. Like, 
we follow I follow up with customers like we have these ladies that we call auntie. We're like, oh, mm-hmm. auntie friend. Like, we have a actually we have an auntie Francis, this lady who lives down the street. Who just she just comes Sounds in. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have like a uh, we have a salon suite on site too. So um, Ooh, like that's side is the dope. Store, the other side is the salon suite. So you know, people last time will ask the stylist questions too. Sometimes she comes out, makes recommendations. So it's it's a definitely a experience. We mm-hmm. definitely want, you know, people to feel really comfortable and welcomed and like mm-hmm. family, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, judging from too. the... Go ahead, Asante. So I was just going to say, that's really smart because you usually see like salons and they have the products in there, but then if you have, if you just want to go pick up some product, but then you see like your stylist over there and be like, what was that that you were telling me about? They'd be like, oh, this, and we also got this, this, and that, and say like, this just so smart. And then it's also it's just so... Own- it's own yeah, ecosystem. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the ecosystem. I live for that because now it's just so it's smart, but it's also so like like informative because I just love the fact that it's not like, all right, this is just a one and done. And um it's just a, a beauty spot store I go to sometimes. Like I feel like if I was there, like y'all need to put one in, in New York. Like it's just so I can always go back. Cause normally I just find one to just come in and out of. Like I don't have like that one for any particular reason, but y'all got it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, even, oh, even. Go ahead, let them know. Yeah. So now that you touched on that, it's it's funny. Well, just to touch on like the ecosystem part, it, it's cool because you literally see people make appointments. They'll come in there, buy their hair, and then get it done there, and leave. like they get the full service and the full purchasing situation. So they're just like, I can just make a one stop shop, which was the whole point, right? And then as far right. as like you touching on like us putting it in other places like New York. New York is one of our locations that we're looking to franchise to as well as like hey. Atlanta. Yeah. So yeah, there will be like Houston Beauty Club. Club. <laughs> there will Fuck be like let my hair grow back so I can still get one up in there. I want to browse so, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, Houston, Atlanta, and New York are like their top forms. Yeah. So. Don't forget, don't forget the cities that people forget black people live in, like Portland, Oregon. <laughs> okay, all right. It's <laughs> where we're needed. That's, that's, that's now you pushing it. I mean, no food. So we got boom out there in Portland. Yeah, we. we but these to, are the cities where it would be successful because yeah. we don't yeah, have anything. anything. Like at least yeah. LA has uh, locations in different neighborhoods, and you guys are just yeah. giving more options. But yeah. here, it would literally be the spot, like because right, right. there's no other option. And so. I clicked that hashtag Portland Beauty Portland Black Hair. I clicked yeah. the hashtag on on Instagram. <laughs> they need y'all. I'm telling you, they need, they need y'all. They need with, with definitely with the salon suites. You know what I'm saying? They need y'all. To the location, they need y'all. You know, what I'm saying one of your service. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of our because you know we sell online too. So that's another part of our business, and a lot of oh, our that's fine. Like they're in Oregon, Portland, Portland. yeah, Midwest. Like those are Portland, those yeah, people. we know that those are underserved communities, so it's definitely yeah where the help is needed. Seattle, yeah, Seattle, yeah. yeah. Oh Seattle yeah, too. Seattle too. Yeah, oh, yeah, we went on tour in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, that whole the PNW, y'all just need to go <laughs> the Pacific Northwest as a whole. No, I much love to the PMW. Yeah. Um, okay, so so as far as future plans for LA Beauty Club, I know you guys mentioned that you are looking to like secure a New York location, which everybody I know is really excited about. 
What yeah, else? What other c- cities are you looking for physical locations in? And what else do you see the brand expanding to even beyond like brick and mortar locations in other cities? Like what is the future so, of LA Beauty Club look like? So the, the, the black meccas are definitely one of them, like Chicago, Detroit, uh, ATL. like you said, t- touching on ATL, Houston. Uh, I want to go to places like even Alabama, places like, you know, uh-huh. uh, North Carolina, who has rally that's kind of coming up, things like that. I want to uh-huh. touch on those places as well, Mississippi. Uh, so, and I want to touch on like the PNW, like we said, everywhere, you know, because I think we could do this hey. like a Sally's <laughs> in a bigger, on a bigger scale and also kind of uh-huh. graduate into becoming like, suppliers like actual wholesale suppliers to all these stores and now there is no yes. like uh, blockage fair. for because it's hard for a lot of the young business supply business beauty supplies to get into the uh game just because of inventory so if we're mm-hmm. the people that are providing the inventory well then you don't you don't have really any blockage and then now we got all these franchise owners or people who you know are got their own brand or whatever and they can still go through us you know what i mean so mm-hmm. um it goes a little further than that. And then, I mean, look, I know that I have relations with people in London. I know London has nothing like, you know, all those, mm-hmm. all those places. Right. Like, they don't have these experiences like in Paris and all that stuff. So, and mm-hmm. hair is important there too. So, you know, very. Um, I want to get, I want to go worldwide with it, but you know, and I want to touch on Nigeria. I'm yeah. Nigerian. So I want to like go to Ghana. Oh, and do, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I know there's after is getting, is getting crazy worldwide, you know, love right mm-hmm. now. So why not go to Accra, right? And Africa mm-hmm. is not touched on as like a spot to go to. So I'm glad that Accra's getting that, you know, that, that shine. And obviously yeah. Lagos, you know what I mean? Nigeria, I want to be there. I want to be everywhere. So Africa is definitely a spot that right. you want to go to, yeah. What's really franchise? I mean, it's really, I feel like in terms of location, very limitless. We already have been registering like all of the, you know, more immediate, um, Names like you know, Houston Beauty Club, ATW Club, all those. New things. Orleans. Um, but we definitely long term, we want to be a distributor. Mm-hmm. That was a really big part of us, which we touched on on the show um, later in the show. But we definitely want to do um, distribution, like Obi said, so we can kind of break down those barriers. Because right now, I mean, even though we're Black on Beauty Supply, which is a start, a lot of the distribute uh, distributors and suppliers are still start well as y'all climb because y'all are climbing we're gonna start calling y'all the black sallies so instead of saying you know like i'm going down to the you know the beauty club you know what what, what would be the name be like you know what would be the code name the black sally's name would it be something else you know what i'm saying i don't know i never thought about it 
about it, honestly. I'm going to just let you, you don't got to even answer now. Just think about that. So when you have like your secret <laughs> internal documents or something like that, you can put that down. Or someone's like, why did you name it that? But you know, not the classified files. So. They don't give a damn what you call it as long as you bring your ass to their front door. And that's you what know? I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Somebody call it what you want. Mayor of the club or something. Go to the club. Yeah. Right. The, 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 the only club I will go to. I know that's right. <laughs> Well, listen, you guys, I really, really thank you for your time. Like I said, we had such a positive experience on the set of Bet on Black, and I really wanted you guys to be one of the brands that we highlighted in this secondary way. So thank you so much for showing up this afternoon. Tell everybody where they can find you, LA Beauty Club, and whatever else you want to share with the audience. And congratulations. Yes. Congratulations on winning episode one. That's so exciting. (laughs) We were really excited. We had our launch, our, our watch party last night too. So all of hey. our family got to with us. You can find us on. You can shop online at labeautyclub.com. You can find us on all social media platforms. TikTok. We're going up on TikTok. Yes. And Instagram at labeautyclub underscore underscore. And um, if you're in local to Los Angeles or visiting, you can find us at twelve forty five South La Brea. The zip code is 90019. Don't let it take you to Inglewood. Right. Name where you want to go. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Incredible. Well, once again, thank you guys so much. And everybody, check out LA Beauty Club if you're in LA. And if not, hit the web and do what you do. We really want to make sure we support and amplify them and get them in every city that they want to be in. So thank you guys again. And let's get back to the show. Well, Dustin, before we do that, let everyone know when Bet on Black comes on Revolt. So people oh, well, can listen catch the here. winners every week. <laughs> Put your eyes on Revolt on Monday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Monday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch season two of Bet on Black. Great partnership between Revolt TV and Target, really highlighting and, and giving a, a platform to credible, deserving, brilliant black entrepreneurs who really have something special to share. So check us out on Monday nights, y'all. And thank you to Target's Black Beyond Measure initiative for sponsoring this week's Black Business. Hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. And that's it for this week's Black Business. Now let's jump into the recap. Remember, we have to do two this week. We have to cover Asante's, and then we have to make sure to cover uh, your comments from last week's episode. So, Asante, bell bottom diapers. <laughs> <laughs> that was your crime zone episode. You brought us the curious case of Paul Franzak to the hot button segment. That was such a good conversation, by the way. Yes, thank you. Um, and we also had Mercedes, known as skincare bully who joined yeah who joined our wellness segment i actually saw her share a tweet saying that that wellness segment got her 900 plus orders we love y'all we love y'all audience thank you for that marking it 
she said that marks her highest grossing month since she's been in business, even bigger than Black Friday. Wow. What? <laughs> it was real Black Friday when y'all came. That through. is that is so beautiful to know and to hear. I mean, I know how our friends and listeners get down, so I can't say I'm surprised. But I think it's it's all it also speaks to her product. You know, because we can only highlight it and people decide if they want to buy it or not. But that's just how great the interview was. Um, That's how great the product is. I mean, I think our skin, (laughs) our skin is a testimony because look, glowing. You see that? Uh Highlighter. So, so excited for you. That's really great. Thanks again to the Friend Zone listeners. And Asante, who stood out to you from your episode? Well, I was in the gated communities comment comments here and a few people hey. stood out to me, but I will stick to Emerald Green, who says the way Dustin clutched his pearls when he heard Jack had a twin named Jill. And then Samantha Jenna followed under under that and says, and me saying with Fran, not Jack and Jill. <laughs> the way that the both of y'all be doing like the double whammy and y'all was very much Jack and Jill in that moment was funny to me, but I made it through. So shout out to Emerald and Samantha for catching that as well. Uh, Fran, what did you find out there? So on SoundCloud, we actually had a really interesting comment from Soul Spice. Um, they said, hi, Friend Zone. This comment is for Fran and Asante, since I know you two frequent the SoundCloud streets. Hey, <laughs> I'm working with a PR team to fill gift packages for the Soul Train Music Awards. Mm. We are reaching, right? We are reaching out to Black and women-owned businesses to possibly be featured in these gift bags. If interested, they could get their products in the hands of A-list celebrities, as well as great promotion opportunities for their product. Mm. If anyone would be interested, please DM me on Instagram. That's at S-O-V-L-S-P-I-C-E with their brand name, profile, and a good contact email to correspond with. Thank you all for all that you do with your ecosystem. I've been listening to the podcast from the very beginning, and I'm Uh. still happy to learn and laugh and grow with you all. Also, Dustin, you are hilarious. God bless you all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. Work so, so spice. definitely, right? Definitely check that out for those of you who would love to get your products in the hands of mm-hmm. celebs attending the Soul Train Music Awards. That would be awesome. Okay. If this works bag, out for you, let us bag. know. <laughs> you better get <laughs> in the bag, goddamn. Okay. <laughs> Just throw it in keep, the bag. Okay. <laughs> keep oh, us updated oh, if that works oh, out. Oh, so for two weeks, huh? Yes. Dustin, what'd you find in the Twitter street? So much. <laughs> the first thing that I want to highlight comes from um, a little f- a friend of mine, okay, that I like to call Crystal. All right. And Crystal, <laughs> Crystal quoted a tweet of a white woman at a hotel, which it's of no relevance that she's a white woman. I don't even know why I shared that, but it's a woman working at a hotel in a customer service position. And she's dealing with a really irate uh, male customer who was making a ridiculous request to have her give him a room that just wasn't, doesn't exist. His room was a reserve. There was a discrepancy (laughs) with hotelbooking.com or whatever, but he was just incessantly giving this lady a hard time. So someone tweeted the video and said that they were glad they weren't in customer service anymore because they didn't have that type of patience. Crystal quoted that tweet and said the following, which I ended up responding to, and I'm going to read that as well. She said, <laughs> dealing, and this is why I love her, because of stuff like this. She said, 
She, I mean, as a person, you know what I'm saying? This is why I love her connect. She said, dealing with people who were blatantly wrong and standing 10 toes down in it was my favorite part of working in customer service. I, I love arguing. That's what she said. <laughs> that's what Crystal tweeted. I love arguing. That's what she said. So I, I, when I read it, I smiled, you know, and felt warm inside. <laughs> so I responded to her. I said, I love it, too. And I love teaming up with you against others so much. <laughs> Exhilarating. To which Crystal's responded <clears throat> with the two skull emojis indicating dead, dead. So that's a that's a very deep uh, agree of a, a very deep degree of agreement is what that means. The, the two skulls, dead, dead. Then she said, "We do be having a good time." So it's just you know what I'm saying that just really sat with me Y'all or whatever. Are so crazy. That really sat with me in the tweets this week and last, hell. Um, And then in addition to that, I would also like to share (laughs) another tweet. Where is this damn tweet at? I don't even have it anymore, but it was this group of young girls. It was a group of young girls singing um, Heaven Couldn't Wait For You by Beyonce. And that's all I was saying. Yeah, somebody had to delete it. So that's all I'm going to say. I was going to share the audio, but I can't. And it looks like I don't even have to, because sometimes it don't even be the audio. It'd be the notion. Okay? The, <laughs> the mere notion. You know, it's enough, it's enough to really set it off like so Queen Latifah and them. You know what I'm saying? You, you got, got the notion. Hey, to rock the boat. Don't rock the boat, baby. Hey, get the motherfucker over. I love Why? that. I have so many questions. Why? Never mind. No, just... <laughs> Fran, please continue. Wait, I see Maxwell's knees. Oh, I did. I and the, and the memes oh, yeah. that yes. they've turned into. So this one, the next tweet that, and the final tweet that I'm going to share is for the people who are viewing this on Patreon. <laughs> it's oh for the people God. who are viewing this on Patreon. Speaking <laughs> of which, a young girl, I'm not going to say her name, but she posted a birthday photo that looks like this. Okay. Oh my God. That's the birthday photo. And she said 30 years to wow. life. She's holding for a science of 30 years to life. Wait for like, no. And so <laughs> shout out, shout out to T Craw, T C R A W underscore, oh, who said, girl. Happy birthday with a heart. Delete this. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's how I'm but going out this week. That's what my final tweet. <laughs> I don't know what that so was. And I'm saying, you know what? I'm staying out of women's business. That's oh, what I'm okay. doing. I'm saying, I don't know what that garment was. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I just garment. couldn't believe it. Oh. Well, yeah. last week's episode mm-hmm. titled Hug a Tree Tonight. Thank you, Dustin Ross. It was a shoot the shit episode. No hot button, no segments, just whatever wanted to come out. Asante, who stood out to you in that conversation? Oh, well, I'm going to play hopscotch here. First, I want to start in the SoundCloud streets with Aspen, who says, I wish this episode I was named name. We Is Gay, because we It was going to be. <laughs> so right. I low-key wish it would have gone that way as well. Very close. I also want to shout out <laughs> to fedora in the uh, gated community who says nah i have to disagree with the cold house if i come to your house and it's cold i feel like you don't want me in there and you don't like being in there either it's giving make it quick and get the fuck out i need it to be exactly exactly right right. what do you think i want you to stay (laughs) get it done get it get here get here now get it done and get the fuck on down it was just such an accurate assessment of how sometimes 
why not? You know, uh, so my thing is Fedora. Much love. Thank you for listening. Right, we just having a conversation about it at this point. But that's the whole point we was making. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's not inviting you to get comfy and twirl your feet around in, in socks. It's just not inviting. No, it's sterile. It's and cold. <laughs> it's sterile. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Thank you, Fedora. Shout love out to you, Fedora. It was just funny. Uh, what did you find out there in those streets, friend? Um, I was in the gated community this week and hey, Shakayla gave us a tip, right? Hey, Patreon. Shakayla said there's a TikTok hack out there for hotel curtains. Remember I was saying I needed pitch black, mm-hmm. but the hotels always leave that little mm-hmm. sliver of light in. She says she heard it uh, from another podcast, actually. But if the room has hangers with clips, you can use them and clip the curtains together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she yeah. said she heard it works like a charm. Ooh, I will I be in a that. hotel next week so I will let you know you know <laughs> Hopefully what that they have sort of the ingenue is called don't you hood that brilliance it? it's called oh, nigger rigging that's what you <laughs> do you yes. nigger rig right. it you know you <laughs> figure it out mm-hmm. thank you right and that's it for the recaps for bell bottom diapers and hug a tree tonight I don't know if you have any additional tweets you want to share with us Dustin you just look one. like you pulled something up I it's saw on your face <laughs> Go ahead. And it's, it's my friend showing out this week. So first, Crystal did her thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, shout out to my boy, Carlton. Y'all know my brother, Carlton yes. Morton. Shout oh, out hey, to Carlton. Carlton. Love you, Carlton. So his Twitter account is I love Carlton. <laughs> That's his Twitter account. I love that. <laughs> he go, he go <laughs> tweet, church girl makes me want to grab my offering. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and That's all I got to say. <laughs> Ain't no praise Ooh. like so praise. Wow. <laughs> you know that song? It. Church girl makes yes. me grab my offering. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for this week's recap segment. Now we can finally jump into my episode of The Crime <sighs> Zone. But before we do that, y'all have any announcements, anything you need to get out the way? Really quick, just want to say thank you to Deviant Events. Um, I spoke on a panel in Atlanta hey. this past Sunday. Huge shout nice out to title. my boy, Micah, your boy, Micah, Asante. <laughs> yes. um, huge friend of the show, personal friend. Uh, much love to Micah and his incredible company, Deviant. They throw a lot of um, uh, niche social events, and they actually had a really cool festival with a lot of really informed panel discussions. I'm, I'm, I'm about to start going outside. <laughs> Already, I mean. Cussing out the ambulance drivers. And it's and I know they got something to do. start talking. Yeah, that's why I feel like it's personal. I'm ready to react. Listen to this. <laughs> and I know they got somewhere to be. They're going to take 15 seconds with me. They're going to have to hold on. Tell them, well, just hold on 15 seconds. And I got no. something to say. <laughs> but... All of y'all can wait, but uh, <laughs> I love Mike. I love Deven events. I love everything that he's doing. I love the yeah. whole mission behind it. I love how inclusive it is. I love how it's black. Well, it's people of color, but it's black. I love everything that he's doing. So shout out to Micah and this dope that you two are working together. Yeah, it was a great panel. Um, Much love to Brandy Elise. Thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. Much, much love to Brandy Elise, incredible talent out of Atlanta, and also Boss Britt from the uh, Progress Report um, podcast. Shout out to her. It was a great, great, great panel. And also... My boy, my brother, uh, LaTroy, Mr. L. Davis, he was on the panel LaTroy. with me as well. Oh, that was so much fun. There we go. Yeah. So much y'all. love to Deviant. Also, a huge <laughs> shout out to my boy Antonio, forever Mr. Forever underscore Mr. M-I-S-T-A-H on Instagram. He was also 
on the panel. It was great to see him. Well, he was on a separate panel, but okay. we was both on the program. So it's good to see him. Cute. Just lots of love in Atlanta. Um, and also huge shout out to my manager, Alex Rago, who had a beautiful baby boy named Ramo that I got to meet when I was in oh. Atlanta. And he is just a little, a little ball of perfection. And so we was cute. vibing. He was laughing. He wasn't crying. <laughs> like we really like, you know, cemented our friendship when I met him mm-hmm. in two months. So it was good to meet Rainbow. <laughs> Much love to him and Alex and Brandon. So as well. cute. Congratulations. Congratulations yeah, all around. Well, congratulations, Dustin Ross. Um, so this, like I said, we're still in Crime Zone October. This is actually the last Crime Zone episode because we are headed into November already, which is crazy to me. <laughs> Where did this year go, right? So let's get into it. I haven't had a Crime Zone episode in a while. I think the last one we did was the Jan Broberg story. Do you remember mm-hmm, that? With the robots mm-hmm. and the aliens. And oh, the- my God. <laughs> Which a lot of you have tagged us because apparently it is a whole TV series now. Um, forgive me. I don't know what channel it's on, but Netflix. y'all have been tagging us. Is it on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Okay, definitely check that out. Y'all were very excited that uh, we kind of put y'all onto that story. I mean, that had to be a year ago that I did that one. So, and of course, the classic Forever Golden, Natalia Grace, <laughs> which yes. oh God. will be hard still to beat, it. but <laughs> still kicking. You know, that was such a great... <laughs> <laughs> Such legs a on great... a stool. <laughs> <laughs> so this story is called the house of murdoch okay that name alone already you feel it in your bones only murdoch we recognize is shirley shirley murdoch <laughs> as we as we lay and shit anyway. so this story i i mean let's just get into it for the past couple of years, right, we've been taking the last two weeks of December and the first three weeks of January off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that means lots of sleeping, lots of eating, and lots of late night TV watching. Oh, Lord. And <laughs> so one night, and this actually was in January, top of this year, I was one of those nights, you know, you up till three, four in the morning so you looking for shit to watch. Scary stuff? I'm sorry, Brandon. I don't know why I thought you were about mean, to say scary stuff. Happens. And you talking about January. So I said, just year round, you just get creeped out. Huh? <laughs> I do. I really do. I don't know what it is. I mean, I have certain um, genres, but I don't mean to so you end just up there. Like, I don't mean Especially like, not at four in the morning in a yeah. house like mine where I have no business, but it just, it just <sighs> happens. Especially when I'm on vacation and I don't have a set schedule. So I'm kind of just staying up till whenever um so i'm flipping through and like any other 40 year olds i stop on 2020 because <laughs> that is just I love who i am okay <laughs> <laughs> anyone who knows 2020 let me tell you it is the it is, you have to say, hard-hitting news mm-hmm. when you talk about 2020. It's a, a news program that's been around since the late 70s. Mm-hmm. They're on season, like, 46 or mm-hmm. something crazy at this wow. point, and it's good. It's damn good. Even still, I've been watching since I was little. It's something that my grandparents and my mom would watch. So Same. it's also comforting, right? It's something about, which... I mean, not that the stories are comforting, but something about the oh show. We trust the show. We've been, we've oh, watched we, it for so many yeah. years. It's that, the nostalgia, you know, right? Yeah, and we know the flow. We know the the production style that we've come to exactly. expect. So it's it's comfortable. Yeah. It's a comfortable watch. They That's be what wilding, it is. But it's so good. 
<laughs> now, 60 so, Minutes is for old people. Go ahead, though, Fred. <laughs> Go ahead, quick Fred. <laughs> So it's investigative reporting, right? So I'm clicking through and I'm scrolling their seemingly endless amount of cases because you can imagine 45 seasons, 30, 40 plus episodes each. Um, But this one headline in particular, Fall of the House of Murdoch, caught my attention. So I click it and y'all... I watched the entire news broadcast and I was like, I have to do an episode of the friend zone. How long was the news broadcast? Maybe an hour. Mm -hmm. But as I finished watching it, of course, me being me, I look up the story to find like news reports And apparently the case had just continued to unfold more twists and turns. And every month that I followed the case, it just seemed like more things. A new development. uh, More developments, more reports, more indictments. And it just was endless. So every time I wanted to bring it to the show, I kept being like, okay, I have to wait. I have to wait. I have to wait. And so finally, (laughs) the final indictment that I had been waiting on for the entire year just happened. So it was perfect timing that we decided the October um, crime zone because it just, I was like, you know what? Oh my God. This is a long story. <laughs> we going to knock it, it out today. By an indictment and not everybody dying or nothing like that. Like, right. well, I'm glad you were like, well, everybody did. So now we can tell the story. You know, maybe it's just, do we have a happy ending on the horizon? Like, what is that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. So oh, let's You're get moving. into the actual story of the fall of the house of Murdoch. I'm putting on my Ashley Flowers crime junkie voice. Y'all know how That's I what do. it looked like when Kim Burrell had big ass fail. <laughs> the fall of the House of Murder. Oh. <laughs> Dustin. I thought we were going to go through something from Pose when you said the House of Murdoch. I was like, oh, house of Bad bitches. From it. The, oh, the, it's a hummingbird. Hi, hummingbird. You don't want to be here for this story. You don't. So maybe they got a dark side. They got a dark side. I really do, though. It's so sweet. So on the evening of June 7, 2021, a call was made to 911 that Margaret and Paul Murdoch were found shot to death at the family's home near Islington, South Carolina. Damn. Their bodies were homicide. discovered. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> their bodies were discovered by Alex Murdoch, who told 911 and the authorities he'd been out at the time of the shooting. And closet. he found his wife and son hmm, convenient. He found his wife and son dead when he arrived home. So before we go further into the story, I want to give you some background on who the Murdoch family is. Right. So that you can get an idea of what we're talking about, the power that influenced the prominence of this family. So Mm -hmm. the Murdoch family are a prominent American legal family in the low country of South Carolina. And I'm reading Mm. this off of their Wikipedia legal family from 19 from 19. Exactly. From 1920 to 2006, three members of the family consecutively served as solicitor. Now a solicitor is basically the district attorney, right? They're in charge. Of prosecuting all criminal cases in the state's 14th Circuit District. That's where they focused on leading locals to call the five county district Murdoch country. 
that's okay. how powerful this family is Murdoch's and the family country. also found right imagine <clears throat> that the family also founded a nationally recognized civil litigation law firm in hampton south carolina that specialized in personal injury and i'll put a pin in that because that is going to be a very important detail for mm-hmm. later on in this case so now you get the picture right mm-hmm. they was running shit don't how- fuck with the murdochs yeah. Period. In that they area, they, they was running matter, shit. Running shit. What's they said it didn't matter if you were at the courthouse. Murdoch, M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H. They oh. said if you were at a police station, if you were at a courthouse, anything having to do with the legal system, chances were very high if you were in South Carolina that you were going to come up against a member of the Murdoch family. So that's wow, how so deeply So this is like if the Ozarks, if they were like, if they would have, you know, years, if they was filmed Game of Thrones, House of Dragons style, like if it was like the sequel mm-hmm. or prequel, but then like after, right, they in modern in Ozarks times. for a minute. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. That's crazy. So that's setting the scene for you, right? Mm-hmm. So this is Alex Murdoch who called 911 to report the killing of his wife and son. So you imagine the impact that this news is about to have in South Carolina. Um, Alex Murdoch, who made the call, he's a prominent lawyer at that family civil litigation law firm, the one I mentioned that focuses on personal injury. But he's also the volunteer prosecutor for the current solicitor. So even though they I don't know the reason why their family wasn't able to maintain the solicitor position because they had it for 80 plus years. But But they still had a direct line of communication and influence to the office. There we go. Even though he wasn't the solicitor, he was a volunteer solicitor, which means a crook. Whoever that person was still had his ear. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So as one uh, reporter on the 2020 special that I watched mentioned, she said, that's the thing about the Murdoch family. It's not that they were above the law. It's that they were the law. Mm -hmm. And what made it even more embedded and ingrained was that these are people they grew up with. These are sheriffs, police officers. They're hunting on the weekends. They're boating during the evenings, you know, like fabric of society. And this is just my perception of it. But whenever I hear things like that, granted, they may very well be friends, but I also know that there's intention behind that, you know, keeping For people sure. very close, right. In, in yeah. pocket so that it makes it harder uh, to go against them. I always think yep. that that's a very intentional positioning when you see that they hang out a lot and their families, you know, marry into each other. Um, that's a way to keep power within the same household. So, like the Kardashians. It's the same thing as the Kardashians. <laughs> I get it. Right. I get it. So, <laughs> like how they was so, on E for all them years and then now they're not anymore. You know, same thing with that solicitor's <laughs> shit, you know. <laughs> Now they on Hulu, still reality, you know, just a different, it's the same thing. I get it. I get it. Yes. So imagine this only 10 days later, right? Uh, Alex's brothers, their names are John Marvin Murdoch and Randy Murdoch, who's also a prominent lawyer at the civil litigation law firm that the family owns. They end up speaking, right? John Marvin, they end up speaking on Good Morning America 10 days later, which is trippy to me that, Something this drastic would happen and not e- like a week and a half later, you're already on TV. Doing damage is, control. 
doing damage control. And that is exactly what they were doing because the mm. journalist or rather the investigative reporter was asking them questions like, do you think that the power that your family has may have caused these deaths? And they were really acting like they had no idea what she was talking about. What power? We simply are, you know, a family of solicitors, but we're good people. You then know? why are you on Good Morning America if y'all don't have any power? People, niggas, I hate to be insensitive, but niggas mm-hmm. get shot every day, B. You know what I'm saying? So why, <laughs> like, so why, you know what I'm saying? Like, what would make you special if that would give you a reason to have this sort of visibility if you weren't special? So stop and with it just the said, bullshit. And it said so much to me already that, just in this one interview, you couldn't give a straight answer, you know? And so how could we expect, 10 days later, how could we expect for anyone in this family to help, like truly help the investigation if they couldn't even talk straight with these questions that are very clear? (laughs) Of course you're a prominent family. Like, what are you even talking about? So that already kind of set the tone, red flag of what this family is about. And all I got was cover job, cover job, cover job throughout every interview. You know what I'm saying? So so as they were asking questions, obviously they were giving the politically correct answers and responses. Um, But the uncle did... uh Uh-oh, there goes Dustin's crew. (laughs) Dustin Murdoch's. They coming to get me. The Uncle Randy... The Uncle Randy did say one thing that stood out during the interview. When she asked... When the investigative reporter asked... Has the family been receiving any threats? Do they have any enemies? Like who could want to have done this specifically to Paul and Margaret? Uh, Randy mentioned, well, I did see a lot of chatter. You know, I did hear rather a lot of chatter, internet chatter, local chatter. And then she asked, okay, what was it in regards to? And he said, the boating accident of 2019. So this is where we get into the first twist of this story. And the fact that he just mentioned it so casually too, right? Like it was like a trip and fall, you know? So back in February 23rd of 2019. So that's what? Two years prior. Two years prior. prior. So Paul had to have been like 17, 16 years old, right? Paul Murdoch, the son who had been killed earlier in the story, his girlfriend, Morgan, their friends, Anthony and Mallory, and then Anthony's cousin, Connor, and their and his girlfriend, Miley. So it's like three couples. Mm-hmm. They decided to all spend their Saturday night at this house party for a few hours, right? Um, and then it was also like a cookout, uh, or they called it an oyster roast down in yeah, South Carolina. It sounds like a white cookout, an oyster a roast. A white cookout, yeah. <laughs> an oyster roast. <laughs> Y'all can't just have ribs, an oyster roast. <laughs> and they were having some drinks and, and this is where sorry one mm-hmm. more thing no, point to be made yeah. though of note at least to me because yeah. you know they don't season their food can you imagine how nasty oh a, a oyster it, is a roasted <laughs> oyster with no seasoning y'all motherfuckers <laughs> might as well just eat the coals <laughs> yeah. I, now here's another thing roast. these kids these are all teens remember that they mm-hmm. were having drinks um Paul had actually used his brother. He has an older brother named Buster that will come up into the story later. <laughs> so John Marvin, Buster. John Marvin and no, Buster. Not Buster Murdoch. <laughs> He's the one that, that's who did it. Yeah. Buster. Buster Murdoch. That's the one. So Get he down used, here, Buster. Is he, he, is he mixed? brother Buster's. No, not at all. I'm thinking about, he might be able to fight you. I remember Buster Douglas said boxer. <laughs> It was a boxer named Buster Douglas that was beating niggas' ass back in the day. Y'all don't remember that? Buster Murdoch. 
But that's the thing I was wondering like did he give it to him Did his brother just know what it was and take it You know that mm-hmm. detail was never really Explained my brother gave um, me But his mine. brother had it I mean I can see that Shit, It was the murder <laughs> was like, too so no matter <laughs> Yeah I mean at the end of the day It's very who gonna check me That's just the family that they are So he Okay, he goes uh, to the liquor store. I think it was just a regular store, and they had, like, beer. He buys some beers. Um, they go, and they decide to all meet, actually, at the the Murdoch family has a river house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's called, right, this, this family, right? So they all decide to meet at the river house, the Murdoch family river house. Um, Is that that's where they were going to get into. No, summer house and winter house. Never mind, sorry. Yeah, these it's motherfuckers okay. was born by the river shaking that ass. That's what some teenagers was up there doing. <laughs> it was at the river house. So they decide to get on this small family boat to take them around to a couple of stops that they were going to make. And mind you, this Dumb is a teenagers. very small boat. It's six teens that can barely fit in this family boat that looks oh like really God. it was made for like four people. Mm-hmm. Like so a they fishing get on boat. This, a little, exactly. Little the fish. little. Like exactly, Yachty, little Yachty, little boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of those. No, so they ride. They ride to the house party, <laughs> chill there for a few hours, and although by the end of the house party and the oyster roast, everyone was kind of tired because it was like close to one a.m. at that <laughs> point. Said, I know ass. I would have been going home. <laughs> what? Stomachs can handle them. Are oysters. you drinking all yeah. those hours? Y'all know how get... cheap liquor because you know they bought <laughs> bottom shelf. And then Burn you're it. on this little boat that's yeah. probably you know speeding through the water to get Finna to these places. Everyone's been drinking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So uh, Paul, however, didn't want to go home. He said that he wanted to make a stop at a bar, this waterfront bar, to get some shots. The rest of the crew didn't. But I could see you doing that, Dustin. But because it's Paul Murdoch, I could imagine. And obviously, this is my opinion. And it was hard for his friends to be like, no, we're not going. You go by yourself. So they were like, you know what? We'll pull up with you. But they didn't want drinks. Only Connor was down to take some shots. So they go oh, in. Grow up. Surveillance yeah, footage shows Paul and Connor getting their drinks. And the rest of the crew was kind of just um, on the dock, just standing, waiting, hanging out, waiting for a while. Um, so the this is where things get tricky. So Paul, Uh-oh. at this point, comes out of the bar. He's literally in the surveillance cams that they showed later, walking side to side, like so completely he's unable drunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, super drunk. And the interesting part is that they had asked their uncle Randy in that 2020 interview with Good Morning, you know, the Good Morning America interview. If because he saw them there, he saw them at the oyster roast where Paul had already been drunk and they asked him, did you see him drunk? And he said, no, not at all. <laughs> Even though surveillance footage shows that these kids were lit. Look like the they swag time. surfing. They walk in looking you know like they saying? swag surfing. Side and he talking about side. they sober. Maybe they, like, they, oh, they, no, they literally have footage of them buying the drinks, right? That's what's so trippy. The, but that just goes to show, like, even with the footage that clearly shows otherwise, the uncle, who is a prominent lawyer, and liar. is going to sit on Good Morning America and say that those kids were not drinking. Or at least he didn't really pay him no attention. Like, maybe it was because he nah, was... Nah, you know what it is. He was probably Come looking on. at tits you know or something when at the bar. Drink. Well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, he was gonna lie. I would have lied for my nephew, home. too, though. Yeah, so. come over here, bitch. You would have lied for him? Nah, but here's, here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, if, so, if his life was on the line for Bertha, he ain't do it. <laughs> no, but when I tell you what happened, so Paul, the friends were saying that when Paul gets really, really drunk, he turns into someone that they call Timmy, 
where he gets very angry and aggressive. And they said that you always know when Timmy has arrived because Paul takes off all his clothes. He was down in his boxers. It's almost like he gets so enraged as a person. <laughs> this is that a regular Friday night. His- <laughs> like get drunk, get naked, go off. You know what I'm saying? I like the guy seems fun. <laughs> No, hold on. So they all get on this boat and everyone is kind of anxious at this point because not only is like, he oh, super shit, drunk, boat, but, he's, but Timmy is driving the boat at this oh, point. Oh, no. So they That's still had... Fault, Wait, so was he driving the boat naked? Like, why is he driving in the his boat? his boxers, yes. Like, oh and then people... God, so people are yelling at him at this point because apparently he just started doing donuts in the water. <laughs> Just as fast as he can, donuts and circles over. And like they weren't even going anywhere, just doing donuts. And the kids were like, Yo, you have our life in your hands. Like, what are you doing? Apparently, it turned into a whole altercation between him and his friends, but he's still driving. He's yelling, like, This is my fucking boat. Nobody's going to drive my fucking boat. All of this, you know, coming from the the reports. And so I'll say allegedly, because obviously I wasn't there. But I ain't mad. He's yelling and they're yelling. He pushed pushes his girlfriend, Morgan, who tries to stop him because obviously she's like, bro, like you're killing the vibe. So this is where shit gets dark. He starts driving forward and it's pitch black at this point. Can't see where they're going. He's super drunk. Everyone's, you know, distressed. This there this is an hour, y'all, of them in this water with this boy acting like this. An hour has passed and they crash into a bridge. Mm. They crash into the Arches Creek Bridge, and both Mallory and Anthony are ejected from the boat. But here's the really sad part. Only Anthony makes it back and they can't find and Mallory was his girlfriend. So this is one of the couples. They can't find her. Everyone's freaking out at this point. You know, everyone's crying and mad at Paul because they're like, we fucking told you, you know, basically like this was bound to happen. They're trying to find her, trying to find her. They call 911. Connor finally calls 911. And this is where when when remember who this family is, right? The Mm -hmm, Murdoch family. mm -hmm. So the police come first. And according to the dash cam videos that they played, You'll see Anthony on the side of the road after, you know, they came and, and pulled them out. He's crying and he tells one of the policemen, like, do you know Alex Murdoch, which is Paul's father? And the policeman's yeah, like, yeah, I heard the name pretending. And Anthony tells him, well, that's his son that just drove the boat and killed my girlfriend. Nothing, literally nothing is going to happen to him. Like he tells him, good luck. That's what he tells him. Damn. And you hear the police talking to each other saying to go get Paul's phone. They find his clothes, his wallet, all of the things that would be evidence for anybody else, right? And somehow, even though you heard it on the dash cam, none of those items ever made it into evidence. Oh, wow. And when they take all the kids into the hospital, mind you, never gave him a field sobriety test when he was clearly over the drinking limit, driving this boat, teenagers so they're underage i mean there's just so many issues with this picture nothing happens they go to the hospital they have to strap paul to a gurney because he's being so aggressive and uncooperative he's still timmy exactly so mind you they haven't found mallory in all this time the kids are all panicked they even look for her yeah they were they had the teams come in 
you know, the, the fire teams, the EMS, like everyone, uh, boat safety, like all those teams come in. No one's able to find her. They're still looking. The kids are in the hospital. Mallory, you and your friends then fucked up. You should have stood up for yourself when that drunk motherfucker got behind the wheel of that boat. You know, a boat steering wheel ain't but half a circle anyway. It's not even a full thing. If the so nigga could've... came stumbling out of the bar, why did y'all get on the boat right. with him? But that, I would have no, pushed his ass over that dock. He'd have been Murdoch over the dock. But you have to remember that this is a powerful family. These are teenagers. Like, they're they're Yeah, you're scared, young and impressionable. You know? I you're get scared, that. you're I impressionable. You have to remember the family. Like, I'm sure there were so many things that made them not feel comfortable speaking mm-hmm. up against him in that moment. They probably but didn't want to hang out that whole night and ended up on that boat. They probably so didn't. I'm it. sure, you know, so it could be so many reasons, so many factors that tie in when you're friends with people well, like now this. You're somewhere um, I always end up doing stuff I don't want to do. I would have been the first to have worn my life jacket on that boat. Man, like, here go this motherfucker. I wouldn't even have gone. Day. I'd be like, yeah. I'm well, Paul. I mean, no, well, yes, of course. I'm just saying if I would have <laughs> Ended up in peer pressure to that point. Like, I, there is no right. way. I, I wouldn't too. have been on there. He doing donuts and the bitch drunk. Like, oh, right. I would have been. I would, no, you know, I'm telling you, and for an hour, like when you think of being that scared for an hour in dark waters where you can't see a thing. So in South Carolina, they got swamps and shit too, right? right? Yeah, like, that's you like, don't yeah. know what animals I'm you're kicking up. So can swim. So I would still have pause, you know, in fucking South Carolina. Of course, says, baby, there's same. a shark in the water. Like I don't want to deal with none of that. So Uh back at the hospital, remember I said they had him strapped to the gurney. They finally take his, uh, finally do the sobriety test. His blood alcohol level, mind you, this is hours later, was still three times, three times the legal limit, which means imagine what it was at the time of the crash. If this is hours later when most of it is burned off, right? So, but his dad pulls up. Alex Murdoch and hospital staff when they were interviewed afterward were reporting that he was going room to room where each teenager was was staying like each hospital room and he was overheard telling them don't say anything I am going to fix this which is a threat yeah, especially <laughs> a if it was through teeth it's a difference okay. between telling somebody don't say anything and so don't say anything. Exactly, especially knowing who he is. I, uh, you know? And an authority figure like that, like he's an he's an adult, a parent. You know what I'm saying right. to them kids? That's right. straight up intimidation. And straight these kids up. were devastated. I mean, one of them, uh, Connor, who had made the 911 call, had a crushed jaw. Uh, Paul's girlfriend, Morgan, who had been trying to to you know get him off from driving, she ended up like seriously injuring one of her hands and when they showed pictures of the boat later you saw it was like bloody like these kids really really suffered during this accident I'm um, sorry too because I was just talking shit. I forgot these real people. This ain't just a Yeah, no, these this is a real Much family. Love to right? Mallory now. Yeah. So like I said, he was uncooperative and guess what? They just let him go. He got to go home. Of course not. And and at Not one point surprised. you hear Anthony in the dash cam, which I did forget to mention back when they were on the side of the road. Apparently Paul was smiling or laughing and Anthony caught him and you hear him yelling like, what the fuck are you laughing at? 
You know, like what Damn. is so funny at a time like this? And Paul is just laughing and the police are doing nothing. And and Paul even went up to one of the policemen and you hear him like talking to him crazy. Like, give me your phone. Like, I need to make a phone call, which is probably him calling his dad and why his dad ended up coming to the hospital. And the police were just like. Not even tripping that this kid just killed someone, you know, Not potentially because they, they didn't know at that point. So back to Mallory, who was actually found eight days later. Obviously, she was deceased. Oh. Two volunteers found her five miles from the crash site. And one month later, Mallory's family filed a wrongful death suit against the Murdoch family because Good. even in that month since the crash happened, nothing had been done to Paul. He was still out, free, just like people said in the dash cam and just like all of the friends knew was going to happen. He's just someone who was not going to have to face any consequences just by the name of the family. Um, And then a little over a month after that, what would have been Mallory's 20th birthday, Paul was finally indicted and charged with three felony counts of boating under the influence, causing the the death of Mallory Beach and seriously injuring two other passengers. Paul pleaded not guilty on all the charges. Can y'all believe that? Yeah, I guess you can't believe that, right? White privilege. Did he blame Timmy, or he didn't even try? He just said, I "No." He just said it wasn't him. And later on, I read that Connor, the kid who had called nine one one and had like crashed, uh, crushed his jaw. The father, this whole thing of Alex Murdoch telling them, "I'm going to fix it," quote unquote. It was by pinning it on Connor. He was trying to get everyone to agree that Connor was the one who was driving the boat. Wow. And Connor and his family ended up suing him for trying to frame him. And that's how the dad was trying to fix this. Isn't that something? And luckily the kids, the other teens were not fucking with that. Cause I could imagine what he had over them and their family to try to get that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Someone that their family had over a century of power in that country, like I'm country in that state, like just a low country. Low I, um, country. Which is a design um, aesthetic I personally can't stand. Everybody, everybody mm-hmm. has their own, you know, choices and preferences. I just hate a low country aesthetic, like Giselle's house on Potomac. That's, that's I think she's trying to do like low country. I hate <laughs> that. But anyway, do you do you like low country, friend? <laughs> oh, please. I can't really say I know what that looks like. I don't know think what like, the aesthetic is. Think like shutters. Think like a, a modern, like so just like, southern, like a southern bell. But um, but modern. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. And with with uh, traditional country elements. Anyway, I'm, this right. is not my thing. Only Dustin would go there. Um, <laughs> so wait. Go ahead. Okay, so years passed, y'all. Years passed without the trial ever being set. I'm talking about two years passed. Nothing is happening. Even with the family, Mallory's family uh, filing that wrongful death suit, to this day, the day that we are currently sitting on, that case is still pending. What? Tells you everything you need to know to this day. But as we know by the start of the story, Paul never made it to a sentencing because on June 7th, like I mentioned, June 7th, 2021, Almost two years later, exactly, Paul was murdered. Karma rang that motherfucking doorbell. Karma, that bitch karma said, ding dong. And after his his death, charges were dropped. And here's the thing. All the families, you know, 
journalists and, and reporters were asking if this was a revenge death. You know, do you think someone murdered him? Maybe the mom walked in on someone trying to hurt her son and kind of, you know, got caught up in the crossfire because like, remember she was murdered as well. So a lot of rumors, a lot of rumors on why this could have happened because now we have motive considering this background. And remember, Shit, we only revenge, got, I thought she was going to mm-hmm. look. So what the mama did, I thought she was going to tell a story when the mom did some fucked up shit too. Had that baby. Right, well, which is part of the family. That's why that so, play is called E2 Mama Tambien. Because sometimes <laughs> it'd it be your motherfucking mama too. You know what I'm saying? You never know. You never that's know. Right. So Alex Murdoch, the dad, his behavior during this case though, just how he, you know, the hospital Disgusting. staff. Yeah, just him trying to frame one of his own friends who was seriously injured. Him going room to room, which hospital staff all came together and agreed that that's what they all witnessed. Mm -hmm. And the teens were also able to corroborate with that because they were they told them in the interviews. Yeah, he told us not to say anything that he was going to fix this. So that brought a lot to light. You know, if he's a prominent lawyer and their family has this type of power within the legal system, but he's okay with obstructing justice. What else has this man tried to cover up? Yeah, let's start So now this brought up, this started unearthing a lot of shit. And this is where we get to a second death that was tied to the Murdoch family. This brought to light. Exactly. A year before the boating accident on February 2nd, almost a year to the day of, of 2018, Gloria Satterfield, the Murdoch family's longtime housekeeper was found with a severe head injury at their family estate. Was she pregnant by the father? No, she was an older woman. She'd been their longtime housekeeper. Oh, okay. Damn, and they did an older woman like that? These people are ruthless. Wait, but listen to what he... when, when, When he was telling what happened, he says she tripped over the dog. A severe head injury... He said she tripped over the dog. And according to reports that I looked up on CBS, no coroner was ever notified. No autopsy was ever done. She didn't die immediately. Unfortunately, she was in the hospital, but because of the complications and the injury, mm-hmm. when her kids came trying to ask, like they were hoping they could get something out of her before she passed, she just could never, she was never able to communicate with them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And she ended up passing on February 26th of a stroke because of the impact of that severe blow. So of course this made people start looking like this, you know, how is it that all these deaths are tied considering how Alex Murdoch moves, you know, like now son and wife killed on the property. He finds them. He finds his housekeeper killed, no autopsy done. It was all a rush job. And what made it even trickier was that the sons mentioned to the reporters, once, you know, people were kind of going back to these old cases, they mentioned to the reporter on 2020 that he, Alex told them, called them immediately and said, listen, yeah, I want y'all to sue me for this. This was my fault. It happened on my property. It was our dog. Sue me for it. I'm going to hook y'all up with a lawyer, which was one of his homies. He's going to sue me on y'all's behalf and I'm going to make sure that y'all get a massive payout. That was his way of trying to clean everything up. Make this right. 
make this right. The kids, of course, trusting him because the fan, their mom had worked in that house for years. They have no idea at that point who he is and what really may have happened. Like no clue. Like none of that. Not even thinking ethical. like that. That's something like what? <laughs> so the do they forfeit is, their right to like press charges family. for that? Is that like by them accepting that deal or whatever? Do they forfeit some sort of right to pursue like? No, because you know. they didn't. They didn't accept the deal. They really oh. just agreed to use a lawyer that of his choice. Okay. You know. Okay. But here's the thing: they never got that money. Never got that money. Three million dollars in insurance that they never got. So when they told that story, that okay. made investigators start looking into this. Like, hold up. <laughs> Go ahead, Asante. You had a question. Yeah. So when you say they never got the money, so you mm-hmm. mean to say he told his family, sue me. Mm-hmm. He gave them yep. a lawyer. They went yep. through the legal system, had a case, yep. won the case, were awarded this money, but never paid out this. Like, so on record, he owes them three million dollars. OK, sorry. Three million dollars. And here's the part where shit starts getting even twistier because of that story. Investigators start looking into his other clients. Remember, I told you to put a personal mm-hmm. injury personal pin injury. on their law mm-hmm. firm. He had done the same thing to over 50 families millions and millions of dollars of unpaid settlements. So he was basically using the family's litigation firm as a way to bankroll the Murdoch lifestyle. Uh, And and these are families. There was a, a, a young black man that had a car accident and became a quadriplegic. He took the money from that case and never gave it to the, to the young man or his family. To this day, they were still waiting for their unpaid funds, misappropriated funds, I should say. Ooh. So this gives well, he wonder why here, that right? wife and that son's laying up somewhere uh, like like Swiss cheese, laying up somewhere I mean, with moss so, growing off of. But them ain't it something how those two being killed just started unearthing the years and, and years have. of darkness? So in May of 2022, which was recently, Russell Lafitte, he was the CEO of Palmetto State Bank, right in South Carolina. He was indicted on charges that he, as the CEO of the bank, is who conspired with Murdoch to defraud victims of their personal injury cases. So that must be the bank they ran all the business through. Exactly. So Murdoch wrote, apparently Murdoch had written almost 500 checks that had been cashed through this bank because i always wondered that too like how was he funneling yeah. that money like what was the system that he created so this was a piece of it the freaking ceo of palmetto state the and county on top girls of that, not the city girls the county girls okay that's what <laughs> no, these motherfuckers was. Scam. i wonder how shit like that goes too like if you get like fired like th- does the bank because he <laughs> i'm sorry too too mm-hmm. much too di- too deep i guess is the yeah. bank insured? Do these people get something back that, like, I don't know. I'm just well, the bank I'm sorry. has to be ins- FDIC. But I'm like, right? you have to be federally insured but to this, operate, this, right? But he owns. But this- like, what happens when the CEO? Yeah, I'm like, funds, wait, right? as Wells like, Fargo, as, they get um, bailed out. It's yeah. the bank. They get bailed out like they always That's crazy. do. Crazy. But here, remember this: the, the sons of the housekeeper, right, who had gotten the lawyer that Murdoch mm-hmm. suggested. His name was Corey. Fleming but he unfortunately was in 
on this system that they had created. Uh, uh, yes. So the clearly, right? The yeah. payout, the three million dollar payout, him and Murdoch had split it. Hmm. And they had hmm. used hmm. this Palmetto State, um, Palmetto State Bank through Russell Lafitte as a way to to cash those cash checks. And obviously dollars. Russell was getting a cut, obviously, because otherwise why else would he be doing right. it? Right. So that was the system that they had created to be able to misappropriate these funds from the family's litigation firm. So once the family found this out and the firm found this out, you know what the next thing was? He had to resign. Oh. He had to resign because they had to separate themselves. And even his brother, Randy, who I told y'all had been on the Good Morning America interview talking about what my family were good people. He had to put out a PR statement saying, you know, while I support my brother, it's my brother and I love him. I cannot condone this kind of behavior. He was, he made himself side with, you know, the victims, the misappropriated funds and hoping that the courts will help rectify this situation. At you this never point, trust a brother named Randy. That's the one thing I did want to say. Y'all know how like Randy Jackson been running his mouth lately about different right. things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The brothers named Randy, they always the ones. And furthermore, right. The whole damn fat pull the plug on the whole damn family. That's what you would think, but here's the thing. You really can't. That's the trip. I mean, I knew that from the minute I saw the interview with Randy. I knew that from so the, the minute they spelled day. their name with a GH on the end instead of yeah, a CH like out, everybody like, else. Oh, I'm out. Murdoch is usually <laughs> D-O, you know, M-U-R-D-O-C-H. This so Murdoch. of course. After the firm <laughs> puts out this PR statement, right? Alex puts out a statement, but his is very different. He says that he is dealing with a severe opioid addiction that has, as he says, pushed him to make a lot of decisions through grieving of his son and wife's deaths, through pressure of their Uh life. All of these factors combined, as he puts it, made him make decisions that he terribly regrets. Never mentioned what those were, but he just said it's this opioid addiction. So I am headed to rehab. Didn't mention a thing about the misappropriated funds. The victims. The the victims. Even his housekeeper's sons, like his own housekeeper. Instead, he wanted to focus on his ability to play uh, instruments as a classically trained violinist because that's what he Mm -hmm. was doing, playing the goddamn violin. Okay. Yeah. What a what a what a piece of shit. And how typical we've seen this story before. But here's the thing. We we still ain't seen nothing yet, y'all. The next day, Alex Murdoch calls 911 that he had been involved in a drive by shooting. That while he was trying to change his tire, someone drove by and tried to shoot him in the head and he had a skull fracture. But unfortunately for him, there was a church nearby that had surveillance. And none of this happened because. No, it did. It did happen. But we later find out that the shooter was his friend, Curtis Edward Smith, and it was an assisted suicide gone wrong wait 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 hold up 
an assistant mm-hmm. suicide gone wrong. And this is according to ABC News. Okay, but wait. Okay, but wait. Mm-hmm. But wait. Do no, you wait. know wait. how low down you got to be? <laughs> I'm and how so much, sorry. T- to not even say, like, if you're going to commit suicide, just... You know the act mm-hmm. of it of it of it taking place is what's the focus. Mm-hmm. It's so vain to then build a story around that. You get what I'm saying? Like, well, not right. just kill yourself, but to do this attempt to this this fake ass drive by shooting. Making you know how it sound vain like you have to be. And you know, and you know what I found interesting that he would choose the drive by because a yeah. lot of their clients were you know black mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. I'm like he was very specific. He's a in devil. how he wanted like, to racist, design demon devil. his death. Yep. Right. So Alex. Curtis, his friend, allegedly, starts singing like a canary. Okay, he got scared. He got super scared because now he's in trouble for some shit that he's like, God Because this dumb didn't die. Dumb pulled him in. So as this was, you know, as this was released to the public, he tells them that Alex hired him to do this because he was hoping that they would get a $10 million payout that could go to his son, Buster, at the end of all this. So while the family name is coming down, at least Buster can walk away with some coin. Because Alex literally spent all the coin and stole all the coin. So even to the end, he was trying to save face. Ain't that something? Well, at least he thinks like a CEO. I have nothing I'm else, you so know. so mad. It's troubleshooting. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> Gloria, the housekeeper's son's hearing about, you know, the misappropriated funds, this fake uh, drive-by. They're like, you know what? Fuck that. They go and file an official lawsuit against the Murdoch family for swindling them out of their settlement money. Good. Right? Murdoch, at this point, has to turn himself in. And he's facing 71 charges that he stole nearly 9 million in wrongful death suits from more than this. uh, This I had a couple of different numbers, so I really don't know what the accurate numbers are. And like I said, this Mm -hmm. case is still unfolding Mm because it just happened last year. All these deaths. Right. Um, what ABC News said 20 million, but then I saw on CBS it said 10 million. One Jesus. said 10 clients, but another said 30 to 50. And if you look on the Wikipedia, I'm believing the big, all the big numbers. I believe it was right. 30 to 50 Wikipedia, clients a <laughs> So allegedly, these are the numbers, but mm-hmm. it's somewhere in there. All we know is that he misappropriated millions from many, many, many clients over a decade. So Murdoch at this point is disbarred in July. I mean, rightfully so in July of 2022. But through the arrest of his friend, Curtis Edward Smith, with the assisted suicide, Mm. they also uncover an eight year money laundering and pain killer ring. They were both charged with manufacturing and distributing (laughs) narcotics so remember this opioid addiction he had so they were selling dope on top of that on top of that they had an eight-year narcotics ring ain't that like so yeah he was right about this opioid addiction but he failed to mention that he was also fucking walter white (laughs) (laughs) okay for real like damn i mean it's just how many twists and turns can one family take and this is some ghetto ass shit. I'm telling you that Ain't it right something? now. It's laundering money, selling drugs, um, just all of this Stealing shit. Stealing from your clients, yeah. controlling the police and the sheriffs. And, and you know what's crazy is we probably still don't know the half of what this family has done. 
Yeah. Like, this is just Still. what's come to light. You know what Damn. I'm saying? I want to know more just, about that mama, that wife. This is just these, this generation, too. Because, you know, everybody and, else probably oh, got away with their so shit. That's so true. Because it's a century of power with this family since like, the 1920s. Like the ones that been dead so. was probably looking at the ones coming in dead like, now nah, you dumbass bitch. Like, you know you what know, I'm saying? Like, up the, you know what I'm saying? You know, fucked up the thing. So, mm. wait, hold on. I'm not done, though. That's crazy. This brought to light another death that was tied to the Murdoch family that had been covered up. One of Buster's classmates, remember Buster's the oldest son, a young gay teen named Stephen Smith, who was romantically linked. And this was rumored. A lot of the classmates confirmed it in interviews. A lot of locals, they just said it was something that was like not spoken about. This young man, Stephen he was Smith, fucking with was- Buster. Stephen Smith, yes, the young man that was found dead. He was found dead from blunt force trauma, just dead on the side of a road. Oh, my God. An old black trucker driving home saw the body and called 911 and was like, somebody got to come get this kid. There's a kid on the road, you know, like he's going to get hit. You know, it's dark. It's late. He's just laying out there. Of course, the old man was scared, so he didn't want to get out the truck. Because he didn't know, you know, you don't know if it's a setup. You don't want to be blamed. You know Mm -hmm. how it is. You're in fucking South Carolina. So Mm -hmm. the old man was like, I'm not getting out the truck. But he called them, told them where the body was. And you even see surveillance with, no, actually, that's not true. You didn't see surveillance. I just remember that was when they do the reenactments. Because I was Mm going to say, where would they have gotten surveillance on the side of a road? Oh, I love Um, the reenactments. Can y'all imagine? Yeah, the reenactments, they show the big 18 wheeler just going around this body, like hell to the no. I ain't coming out. It's right behind us. It's a. You know what I'm saying? Please, Curry, please. (laughs) As fast as you can. Right. So the old man calls in. So when they when the officials pull up, of course, just like the Paul Murdoch boating accident, the police, uh, there's no coroner. There's no autopsy. They just say it was a hit and run. Mind you, Stephen Smith was fully clothed. They say that more often than not, your shoes fly off from the impact Mm -hmm. of a hit and run. But he had everything intact his injuries did not appear like the injuries that a a hit and run would be, you know, like he didn't have any uh, injuries to his body, nothing to his legs, just this one blunt force trauma to the side of his face. How are you going to say that that's a hit and run, but that's exactly what it was classified as. And his case went cold. No one ever helped his mom who kept trying to get investigators to do a a proper investigation. She was concerned that this was because he was gay, which you can imagine at that time in a small town in South Carolina, it was so hard for that kid to exist as it was. And even harder for police to care, to know why he was uh, hit clearly by something or someone on the side of this road and just left that way. Um, But during all of this that was being unearthed with Alex Murdoch, of course, the families decided to go back like, hold on, because remember, there were a lot of rumors about that death being tied to the Murdochs. Let's bring that out into the open. And the mom even says that outside of the police calling her to let her know that her son was found, the second phone call she got was from Randy Murdoch. What? Oh, my God. And that he told her out of nowhere, I just heard what happened to your son. I want to take over the case free of charge. And she says she was so uncomfortable with that because all the rumors she was hearing was tying back to Buster and the Murdoch family. And also 
Why are you calling me? How did you get my number? And why are you so concerned with this case? How old that was you want to take it? I don't. I didn't see anything about Buster's age, but he. If Paul was like, he's younger than Paul, right? No, so he's, he's older. So older. He's, I'm gonna guess he was like college age. Yeah, and this was a teenager. Older. Yes, and this was like a high school thing. You know, their high school friends that were alleging that they were romantically linked. Um, I'm so, so glad cool. 2020 covered this. I mean, so it was glad. just insane. See, and according to, to the Greenville News, and that's why I, I picked it, because it's not so much that it's entertainment as it is just uh, uh, an ability for us to witness, like, with facts and in real time and with the news and the reports and the court documents, like, the way that power is abused mm-hmm. and the system. Think of all the families that have been destroyed. Because these people just want to cover up and stay in power. And the fact that this still happens today. Oh, what? Like this, this is so this recent. This is today. Yeah. This is yeah, this like, is this crazy. Year. It's crazy right. that this it's town is so small. All of this is still unfolding. And think of how many people have died at this family's hands that would just got brushed to the side, never followed up. Uh, cases never closed. Oh, no autopsies just because they have the power, obviously, to control the coroner's office. Like, it's just a lot. Like, the fact that this family is so deeply embedded in this town and deeply rooted and that the police That's force scary is part. so lax. I feel like every case that went through Murdoch's hands should needs to be open. Be like, really open. Everybody needs to be fired. <laughs> and Everybody. Like a whole new slew of people need to be put into this town on this force, in the courts, like everywhere, in every in the hospitals, in every in the schools, literally every sector, because he shouldn't be able to just have the power stoning. to literally kill people. And, and this is a century old people. family. That's what I I'm mean, saying. Like there has to be people to be like, to I don't about. care who your family is. You can't get mines. We feds or, or you know, we Obamas. Like we can't touch us. So what you going to do? Oh, you going to call somebody? Great. I'm going to call somebody too. Like this right, is ridiculous. Right. But the fact that this is today is what's mm-hmm. even crazier. So that's why I'm glad that you yep, did, up until this year, up mm-hmm. until this year. So according to Greenville News, Rumors hinted at yet at, you know, the Stephen Smith death being yet another Murdoch family cover up, allegedly. Um, But due to the lack of attention and care, and even though the case reeked, as Greenville News said it, of insider interference till this day, this day that we are sitting in, nothing has been done about Stephen Smith's case. Lord have mercy. If I ever moved to a place and I found out it was going down like that, I am leaving. (laughs) Like I was like... Like, oh, yeah, you know, that's the family. Like, oh, everybody knows. Oh, I got to get out of here. They, you they know, got some shit And that's going the scary on. part. Everybody's Everyone in the town knows, but nothing can be done about it. And nothing has been done about it. Because even though Gloria's sons, <laughs> yeah, even those Gloria's sons did end up getting their money, you know, in the end. Uh, but their mom had to die that way. Right. You know, and, and it, I, we will never know what happened. Like, no one's ever going to come forward and say, this is what happened to your mom at our estate. Who knows if he snapped, if he got angrier. Like, we don't know what happened and we never will. And to me, nope. like, that's one of the saddest parts. Um, hair- so in, in 2021, thought. truly, in 2021... Uh, The case was reopened due to all the allegations against Alex Murdoch, like I said. And that's why I mentioned that Stephen's mom had mentioned that Randy had called, which I think was like a really big clue. Because why would he be so invested? But when they asked him, 
during that Good Morning America special, he said that he never called her. Well, he's a fucking liar, allegedly. You know what I'm saying? He's and in my mind, liar. I'm like, but don't they, can't they pull that up? Like, yes, right. they can pull records? it up. And you motherfuckers they ain't question. running AT&T, okay. son right. of a bitch. Damn, so where is the Right, where is the case now, right? In August of 2022, a sex worker by the name of Lindsay Edwards was interviewed by female. FITS. Um, Lindsay it wasn't is a gender specific. Name. Right. I don't think it was gender specific, so I don't know. Okay. Um, but it says FITS News, a conservative news website out of South Carolina. And she was interviewed where she claimed that she serviced Alex at private parties over the years with other locally powerful men and she claims that he was one of those men that when they were engaging sexually he would often beat her violently penetrate her even one day which was the last time that she engaged with him he pulled her hair out like violently tore her hair out so he the was accusations, on a, that power trip bullshit violent right. abusive shit damn just snapping the accusations those accusations just came up now in august literally a couple months back so sled Jesus. the south carolina law enforcement division is using her testimony they're investigating i should say in hopes that they could use it to speak to the nature of alex murdoch you know because a person who would do this who it speaks to the nature of someone who could snap, who blacks out, who has rages and fits, which could be tied to his housekeeper, which could be tied to his son and wife, mm-hmm. and which could be tied to his kids and their treatment, like Paul, the yeah. blackouts that his friends were saying in the boat, why Buster may have allegedly done something similar to Stephen Smith, the young man he was romantically linked to, you know, because... Like I said, it was blunt force trauma that his body was discovered with. That's usually the sign of someone who snapped. So they're trying to paint a picture of, of this family and the effects that they have had on their victims. So lastly, on July of 2022, Murdoch was officially charged with the murder of Margaret and Paul Murdoch. Wow. The indictments claim he killed his wife with a rifle and shot his son with a shotgun. And did they reveal any motive? Still un- unfolding as we speak. This is one of I those cases how they that shot him. I want. I, I have was, so I many was questions. literally looking up articles to try to know how they got there. I don't know if they're just came to that conclusion because all of the cover ups, you know, like it's just like a string, one thread brought down the whole house. It literally was like a house of cards. You know what I mean? It's probably all sort of forensic evidence with like the shell K bullets and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? His alibi maybe didn't check out. Like, I'm curious, but this is a a case that if you look it up, it's still to this day currently unfolding. And this is why, even though I had this case in mind back in January, I couldn't do an episode on it because it just kept, it, it seemed like every month there was something new, a new twist, a new turn, a new victim tied to the family. And it just, I knew. considering their power, it's just mind blowing that this family has gotten away with all these things. And it's scary to think of the, the cases we don't know about. We don't and like Asante know. said, the centuries worth of harm that has probably been caused allegedly, obviously, but these people scary have to think been about 
terrorizing motherfuckers especially since they had all that violence in them like i wonder if that was in the rest of them too like what the fuck they was doing what the fuck they was on i believe it for sure and i also think that i so two points i want to make number one i knew there was Mm going to be a sexual pivot in this story somewhere i knew it so i'm not surprised it's always it's always those that all of that is always going on when a family or some group of people has control like that and power tripping tripping. that Mm -hmm. always comes into play um uh damn i forgot my fucking second goddamn p- fucking point what was i gonna say was it about um, why he was indicted for the murder of his wife and son oh uh, it was the sexual thing and then it was something that i can't remember fuck it's just too much i have a lot of questions on well, so really john marvin and them are still alive just john marvin buster and um the other yeah so at this point well i mean alex is still alive he's just in jail now i think yeah. he's awaiting you know the the sentencing um, but yeah, John Marvin and Randy, if you watch the, the 2020 special, I think it was season 45, like maybe episode 20 or something mm-hmm. around there. Um, you'll see they're on there talking as if like, what us? No, because I wonder from, like, why he good family. Because I'm wondering, like, was he trying to, like, just end his bloodline? And he was like, well, Buster Gay, so I'll leave him alive? Or, like, what? Like, I was wondering, like, what happened to, but I'm, I guess, well, I'm Buster didn't live- this story. Buster didn't live at home. So that's part part of it too. True, he wasn't okay. he's older. He's a little older at that point. He and he actually lived a couple so. Yeah, he lived a couple hours away. So So maybe he, he was just annoyed with the people shit. right in the house. What'd you say, Asante? I didn't hear. I said maybe he was just annoyed with the people right in the house, or they were just the closest when he snapped or whatever. Like I'm just I trying mean, to I definitely out, like, wonder. Yeah, you know? I wonder what the motive is that night. Like what happened. And the way that they showed where in the estate the son and, and mom were found. It was like far from the house. Like it was still on the estate, but it was like a little down the road towards these dog kennels that they had on the side of the house. So even just the placement mm. of where they were found was weird. Cause it was like, did they run down the road? You know, like they lead them running down up there. that road. They running right, up like, that they, hill. Dustin. They running up that building. <laughs> Did the mom find some, and then the son was? That's what go, I'm saying. Like, like what you know happened what that like, night? Yeah, yeah. You know what like think? what happened that night? What? I think that they probably was arguing about some shit. I think that mother and that son, when they, when you're amongst cutthroats like that, and your immediate family is every man for themselves, unless you yeah. can team up together, right, for some advantage. I think that, and, and this is totally just me inferring. I think that that mother mm-hmm. and that son had some shit on him. They knew something mm. about their father and they was pressing him like, if you don't do what we want to do type shit, then bitch, we're going forward with, with this or we're going to share this information or whatever. And he had to lay both their asses down. He had to silence them. That's what I think. I thought maybe he was just pissed at like that family had gotten away with so much for so long. Right. And then mm-hmm. Paul fucked the thing up with mm-hmm. With the boat accident, mm-hmm. the friends not being down to pin it on Connor, like all their usual usual tricks were no longer working. Mm-hmm. And now Paul was actually in the courthouse being indicted like a Murdoch, you know, and I think maybe that's what made the father snap because it's almost like, fuck, why would it have to be my son mm-hmm. of also- all this century of power? It's my son that brought this house of cards down. He also could have felt confident in his ability to get away with the murder and and murdered his son to stop 
whatever kind of legal prodding or, or, or inquiries were being made mm-hmm. into their businesses or whatever. Because the case is dropped. Yeah. See, that's yeah. what I think happened if he kills the son, it just ends it. It's just so that could have been like a motive. And part of me did. Right. And so, of course, we just inferring that we just going. My imagination is just running wild. Like, was he on that? And then he was like telling the wife and she was like, you know, I'm not killing my son. He's like, well, bitch, you're going to die, oh, too. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, I just have so many questions and I'm just so, like, invested now for the mm. most heinous of reasons. Because this is a heinous family. And I just was he killing a- the son and the wife walked up on it. But I think if anything, I think that wife and that son, because you got to remember, this is these are parent child relationships. But he shot yeah. him with two different guns. Yeah. Too, which is so it's what like I'm he had one for about. one and one for the other. He had a like, shot. He had a rifle for the mom and a handgun for the son. But he's I'm like, I'm not gonna reload. Why. I'm gonna just take these bitches out. So let me. Well, just... how tall was she? I have no idea. <laughs> she wasn't very tall. I'm gonna show y'all the family too. This is the family. Mm. Oh yeah, they definitely did that. Which one did all that? Uh, Backing up a little bit. Paul. Here you, you see point it now. Mom, about that's Paul. Yeah. That's Paul. That's the mom, obviously, and that's Buster. Well, and they okay, used to call. Quick. You see how they're all. You see how they're all it's, it's true. They used to call Allegedly. Paul. I mean, Alex was called Big Red. Like that's his nickname. Wow. Yeah, they look like the type. Buster definitely looks like the stories. Was... <laughs> so I know. So what she say on Boomerang? Case. What she say on Boomerang? I know gay. He's gay. <laughs> Allegedly. And he's gay. Alleged. I know gay. That ain't no alleged. I do know. Okay. <laughs> that was a, a crazy story with a lot of different moving, like literally moving parts. Um, I mean, fuck that family. Twist after twist. Insane. Uh, praying for the victims, praying they get some sort of closure, some sort of financial resolve, because. God damn, like the fact that this man had the town in his pocket, the, the police, the bank running that, that type of scheme, like that's some bullshit. And it honestly just makes it just makes the world seem fucked up that shit like this still happens. You know, people are like, I didn't know that that was still happening. Like to I knew what? stuff like this was still happening. But like to hear and see it, because this is stuff that and I stay it. away from. You know, this ain't even in my energy path. So like to well, it's see white it business now. as well. Exactly. This is really it's white, white business people shit. It's South Carolina at that. Yeah, like there you the, go. Like I, I don't want to Yeah, but it's be not no because it's a lot of black families that were in impacted that by this. injury. Yeah. yeah, that were impacted. Not only the the ones he took advantage of with the funds, the settlements he didn't pay, but think of like the prosecution. At the hands of that solicitor, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! To think about is scary. Just think about them being so deeply tied with the police and the sheriffs, and just if mm-hmm. they can devise systems like this for funds, imagine the other systems that are in place. Mm-hmm. Well, not even imagine. We know the systems that are in place. That's so. what I was like. That nigga got to be the wiped out. Like they, they in the schools and all that. Like on every fucking schools, hospitals, every fucking sector, even construction shit. That infrastructure, woo-hoo-hoo, is fucked up. But the library, I, you better believe they wasn't having no um that drag queens reading the kids and shit at that library in the, in Murdoch County. So- okay, <laughs> they, was tie, they was library. tied in. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I Ain't just no this is really care sections in they CVSs. If they even have CVSs, they, they got they got mom and pop shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like pharmacies, but um chemists. But I I think that you know. It's just, a, it's, it's, 
I think that the criminal mind, the not, I don't think the criminal mind is brilliant. I think the, I'm fascinated by the brilliance of the criminal mind because this guy was thinking 10 steps ahead for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that he got so lazy and comfortable with the process of things or the cycle of things. Mm-hmm. I think he got comfortable and lazy. And mm-hmm. once things, once new elements were introduced by like his son fucking up and making bad decisions, you know what right. I'm saying? That he had right. to now solve. He had to problem solve on levels that he just didn't have the bandwidth for. And shit started cracking in the foundation of crime because they had, if you were locked in to the infrastructure of a city and a municipal government like that, your shit is on autopilot because you can't, you're impenetrable. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing can, mm-hmm. can even get to you. Well, Buster was penetrated. Well, the penetration was happening, Justin. but the point that we're making is the point we're making is this is a fascinating story. And I look forward to it becoming some sort of entertainment um, entity of a series, a movie, whatever. Oh, I'm sure I really it's coming. Document sure what I really coming. would like is a documentary. A, a right, that really like breaks depth. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Because obviously, the 2020 was more so interviews and kind mm-hmm. of just covering some of the so like long. broader right. terms, right? And it can only, like you said, it's an hour, but the twists and turns, the motives, the families. I mean, yeah. if they could speak to the victims, like I, I want to hear more, and yeah. and even to the 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 kids at the high school that were saying that Buster was allegedly you know romantically linked to the Stephen Smith like I want to I want them to go more into that like yeah like like where did that come from and and why hasn't anything been done like why hasn't anyone come forward because that's the thing that people are so scared to come forward mm-hmm. because of the they're because scared they of the don't ramifications yeah, because they know the power. So that's what makes it so hard. But I wonder now that this house of cards has fallen, mm-hmm. do people feel more comfortable? Like, okay, fuck it. You know, like we have to get these cases solved. Like he's in, he has been charged, you know, now it's just a matter of awaiting sentencing. So well, Kim Kardashian, you was talking all that shit. You get off your fucking ass and work since you want to be a legal eagle. <laughs> you get your motherfucking ass legal in South eagle. Carolina, Kim K. Okay, and you tap into all this because I want to know more about that mother and I want to know more about why he killed that mother and son. I want to know what the fuck they knew. He's never going to tell us. He's never going to have to. Maybe he'll talk to Kim if she come in there, you know. But I wonder if he'll ever open up like now that this is just all over. You know, I wonder Mm -hmm. if he's going to because obviously I'm assuming he's going to get life like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I wonder when he faces that. Fucking around in South Carolina. I wonder when he faces that, that reality mm-hmm. and there's, I don't know, um, is he going to just be like, okay, you know, let me just once and for it. all do something and good. If he does ever I doubt before. it. If he was willing to do that suicide caper, no, he's right. never going right. to take kind of too gonna, far gone. Yeah, I don't know if I believe him at that point either. Like, is he going to do it? Just he's like, too. ooh, my name is making waves. Like, let me make it juicy and like say some other salacious bullshit. And I'm like, uh, nah. The just, only just way up. you'll get anywhere near the truth or anywhere near any influential information from him is if he he feels like he's facing some sort of immediate and painful consequence like it can't Mm -hmm. be anything that he can wiggle legally weasel his way out of or nothing he has you got to be in front of that nigga like 
if you don't tell me, I'm going to pick you up and slam you into this bed of nails face first. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be some shit right. like, that he can't get away from and like, that he'll start. They will have to. And another thing, you know, the government. Well, maybe we're talking too much, but I, I just think they have a lot of tactics and ways to get people to be, be to be forthcoming with information. And I think that this is a place where that can be wisely used. Well, you know, I don't think they would because the government, I mean, mm-hmm. this is this They're is probably their there was a benefit from. Yeah, this is their people's. Mm-hmm. This is their system. Like it's, he was right. just a part of it. They were looking at him like, good job. You just got caught. Like, sorry. Right, you fucked up I the thing. I want to know what the mother knew. I want to know what that wife knew and what. Or if he had that, a lover or something yeah. that could speak to it. You know, they always have someone that they confided in or a friend and that can step forward. Their strength in numbers. The more people that are made aware of this story, the more people that are talking about this story, the more that people start to, you know, create a conversation around this story, people Mm -hmm. will come forward just like that sex worker came forward eventually. You know what I'm saying? More and more. There's a lot of sex workers and drivers and and people who worked at agencies and people who. And the less they fear the family because they're seeing that their power has Ain't shit is diminishing. Yeah. Right, right. So they'll be more uh, prone to come out. So damn, friend. Now you're going to, I ain't going to be able to sleep tonight. (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you, when I first watched this that night, I was so shocked. Like, and the wild part is, if you go back now and watch the 2020 special, they didn't even touch on the fact that he did the murder with Paul and Margaret. They were just like Mm. trying to give the cases that have been tied to the Murdoch family, but there were no indictments. There were no charges at that point. Cause this was back Damn. in January that that episode came out. A lot has unfolded since they didn't say, they didn't know anything about the narcotics, like the eight year, uh, system he had created with the manufacturing and distributing. Like none they of didn't that was even, mentioned. None of that was even mentioned. I don't See. even know. Did they mention the, the drive by? Maybe they did. Maybe they did mention the drive-by. This is why and when I really wish that Iyanla Van Zant was on the team in 2020. <laughs> because can you imagine if Iyanla was a part of this investigation here? I can't stand you. So wait, wait. I'm just going to go on out to do it. I'm just going to go on out here. Because you mean to tell me that he, this motherfucker, I'm going to say it. This motherfucker. Iyanla <laughs> no, would be in there going off. She'd be in there going off with half her head shaved. Love to see it. So, well, great story, friend. Yeah, that was story, you. bro. <laughs> right, right. I knew y'all would like this one. It was very twisty, very turny, and just very real. Very yeah, I'm scared. Real. I know. And, I, and I'm curious to see what more will unfold now. Like you said, that their power dynamic has shifted in South Carolina, and more people will start coming forward with the things that they know. And Love we the will continue witnessing. Murdochs. Right. Fucking Murdochs. What? And, that, and the sad part is that's just one family of many. One of many. Exactly. One of many. So many stories. And that's on a like. that's on a smaller but still large scale, you know? So like mm-hmm. it's in a country in South Carolina. Imagine being on that scale in like a city like New York where people don't even know your name, but you still pulling strings and making shit happen. So like that's fucked mm-hmm. up. All Ooh. the invisible hands. Ooh, busted well, and fucked it up. Allegedly. I wonder no, I was Paul. saying the other day, like I wonder what Buster's life is like now. Like I can tell you part of I can tell you a part of his life is <laughs> and that's 
And, and that's the fact the that his fall. name is Buster. The jokes write themselves. <laughs> now, I ain't laughing at nobody's shit, but I'm just going to say this because I got to be honest. Her last name being Beach and Buster's first name being Buster, there are jokes attached to both of those things. And that's all that I'm going to say not- about it. That's it. It don't mean that, that I'm less sensitive to any of this. I'm just saying it's there. Thank you. And that is it for the fall <laughs> of the House of Murdoch. Now let's mm-hmm. jump into this. The, and even that, the gay segment. brother in the House of Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> the House of Murdoch. Fuck the House of Murdoch. Y'all, why Child. is Dustin voguing? The, the House of Murdoch. <laughs> Chop. <laughs> Not chop. No tens Stop for you. <laughs> no tens for you. No, maybe he is getting God tens. Knows our That's heart. why. God knows We're our heart. The ten. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the friend zone. I'm in the zone. So this week's wellness segment will be short because I just talked for three hours. But I wanted to let y'all know that the Embodiment Collection collaboration I did with Haas and Resonance Apothecary is available. Y'all know we always do these random drops. Yes! We beat. <laughs> for those who right, for those who are unaware, it's a limited edition collaboration box that I created with Residence Apothecary and Miriam mm-hmm. Hosnea. Um, it includes a one ounce what uh, Haas calls a holy water. You can put mm-hmm. it in your diffuser. Y'all know how I love a diffuser, uh, an oil for a diffuser. And then we have a spiritual oil that you can use when you need some grounding. Like maybe mm-hmm. you start, you, you know, your energy has kind of been all over the place or you're frazzled or feeling just a lot of anxiety, especially at the end of the year. I know I'm personally going through a bit of burnout and been having a hard time mm-hmm. just like sleeping properly. Like I was doing good. And then now I think my body's starting to crash. So I've been leaning on my sprays and my teas, and my meditations and my sleep pretty heavily just to keep me grounded. Um, and the spiritual oil is just so great. It's a beautiful spray. It has neroli, hyssop, pedigree. Like it's just, it's, it's mixed with like 15 different oils and herbs mm-hmm. and flower essences that were really, really intricately put together. Um, embodiment is the ultimate union of mind, body, and spirit. It is the opportunity to bring all of the lessons we have learned into the body to become the new version of ourselves. Oftentimes, different energy states overlay the the true self so much that we believe that they are who we are. We then experience chronic emotional states. Embodiment is having the courage to trust oneself enough to break the cycle of past influences and set out on one's own path. The more of your light you embody, the more powerful you become. This is the statement we put together as the mission of this spray collection. Now, and this that particular don't make your nipples friend, hard. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, that right there, that I, fa- I want some. And I didn't, I didn't experience it already. Y'all, <laughs> this is good. I keep smiling all the time. And this particular blend that we put together is for people who are experiencing sensitivity. Maybe you're, you're, um, you're accepting abuse while in the role of serving others. That's something mm. that a lot of us know we've been a part of. Having a good nature, maybe, that's leading you to do more of your more than your own share of work. 
overextending. A lot of us have been in that position. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're on a heroic struggle and attract others that need support to the detriment of your own soul's journey. Been there. (laughs) Been there. Um, Good natured, but unassertive. You know, like niceaholics, people pleasers, overgivers. When you get in that doormat phase because you just care about people so much, whether it's your family, your friends, when you tend to make yourself small to be Mm -hmm. comfortable for others to be comfortable around you, overly empathic to the point that others tend to use you a lot. When you give in just for the sake of peace, I'm a big one with that one, or or Mm -hmm. find it difficult to assert yourself in different situations. So, This is really for those of us who are experiencing a lot of interpersonal dynamic sensitivities. It's a Mm -hmm. good spray to kind of remind you to just come back to self. I always tell myself that I'll be like, go back to your own experience. That's the message I got once when I was on a shroom journey. (laughs) That one I did in the woods. And it was a message I kept hearing. This thing kept telling me, go back to your own experience. And I will tell myself that anytime I see myself getting riled up by someone outside of me, when Mm. I'm taking on other people's stresses or other people's projections of me, I literally close my eyes, spray myself with my embodiment spray. And I tell myself, go back to your own experience. And it has helped. It's been a mantra. It has been a mantra that has helped me. Isn't that beautiful? And it literally came to me during the shroom journey. It was like, just go back to your own experience. I would love to have that maybe written somewhere Mm -hmm. so I can see it. But it helps me so much, especially in collaboration with these scents that are really soothing and calming. Like I said, we worked very meticulously on which oils we picked. You know, they all have emotional benefits. Yeah, it's a formula that was like customized to these particular Mm -hmm. needs for sensitivities. Um, So definitely check it out. If there's something that sounds of interest, you can go to Resonance Apothecary, which I love because that's Haas's own site. That's R-E-S-O-N-A-N-C-E. A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y.com. Resonanceapothecary.com. If you click on the tab that's on the left-hand side, the top left-hand side, you'll see like three lines. That's the drop-down menu. You press that and you'll see the word shop. You press that and you'll see embodiment box. That's our collection. And of course, check out the site as a whole. Haas has a lot of beautiful sprays and over diffuser oils and resins you can burn that cover the gamut of tons of different emotions. Maybe you're grieving. Maybe you actually need some confidence because you're stepping into big projects and you want to make sure that you feel ready to show up you know, and your full self in them. Whatever you're looking for, she has something for you. Definitely support my sis, but definitely support our embodiment collection because it's my collaboration with Haas. So once again, resonanceapothecary.com, the embodiment box, which is the Hey Friend Hey collaboration. And I hope that you guys will enjoy that. I know that you guys have used it before. It really is mm-hmm. a nice scent, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a Everything beautiful scent. And Call I want some more. Um, <laughs> it works. And y'all know that I am not a person who normally is seeking Isn't out like, you know, oils shit. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But like this shit really, really works. And Fran used to be it like, Dustin, just spray it like this when you need to <laughs> Just try it. And I did it. And it, the way it would just fall on me, I would just mm-hmm. be like, you know what? 
It's all good. So yeah, and a like, lot of you have told me how you've used it. Like people have shared that they spray their bed linens before mm-hmm. they go to bed, and that mm-hmm. has promoted really good sleep and really like pleasant dreams, which is really nice. There are people that have told me they'll spray it all over themselves right before starting their workday. People spray it before they go to bed. Uh, remember, we had Supernova Mama. Shout out to yes, Tasha. Yes, her parent. daughters. I just sent them actually their own boxes because apparently they so were huge sweet. fans <laughs> she she had purchased it for herself but you can smell it even when it's coming to your house like i remember the the mailman here his name is chris shout out to chris he would always ask what is in that pink box that comes to your uh, house sometimes yeah. it was amazing i had to give him a box <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. you know so apparently Okay. Apparently Mm -hmm. Riley smelled it when it arrived to Tasha's house and Tasha had a hard time getting that out that child's hand. So she got maybe got some. (laughs) So I made sure to send her her own bottle to play with. And I left her a little note because Tasha posted a video where Riley shared that this, she said, this smell makes me feel like I see the moons and the stars and the planets. Wow. And I don't know why that like really affected me emotionally. Wow. So I, in the note that I sent Riley, I said, you can now see the moon and the stars and the planets whenever you oh. like. And I'm, I'm happy that you like my scent. It's just so sweet. Oh, that's so precious. The kids are the ultimate cosign. Honestly, kids oh, are yeah. honest. They don't, they'll just be like, this stinks or this, what the hell, yeah. you know, like, like when I it's told nasty. you, I know it like one of my perfumes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. This nasty. What's that stink? So well, for, her for her to feel that way meant a lot Bless our me. little heart. And Bless Paris and Riley's I little hearts. No, yes. I love Paris and, and Riley. Shout, shout out to Tasha. Supernova Mama Tasha. Yes. So the kids love it. The kids love it. And that just lets you know. And and even if you go on Twitter and type in Embodiment Collection or Hey Friend Hey or Miriam Hotsnail, like you'll see people's genuine testimonies mm-hmm. and even the reviews on the site. It's a great product to integrate into people's day to days when you're just looking for like a little bit of peace and ease, especially with how hectic and chaotic the world can feel sometimes. So I'm thankful that I could bring some ease. Y'all know that's my favorite word. And for me to have created a product with one of my best friends to bring ease into your life like there's no greater blessing in my mind for me so I love hope it. you enjoy it those of you who have bought it i'm so thankful and those of you who are new to it i hope you love it and that's yes. it resonance apothecary the embodiment collection i love you haas and that's it now let's move Much on to you and haas yes. thank you now let's love move y'all. on to mr music man what you got for us this week asante well, <laughs> Dustin's doing the cha-cha. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> another week in music, another week of me listening to things and not wanting to talk about any of it. But I want right. you all to be tuned to things that you should be knowing about. So first, let me thank everybody for your participation. And my shout out to the artist Sergio. The Grammy members have received memos. Oh, Sergio reached out to me. <laughs> he said that some people said that they voted for him because of uh, they listened oh, to the show. So, so shout out to y'all that either listen or y'all that listen that told y'all friends to vote that listen or 
Those of y'all that listened, they told y'all friends to vote. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you for supporting me. Thank you for supporting the artist Sergio. I already told his ass when he go on tour, I want to be, you know, out there pre- uh, presenting him, promoting him, doing what I need to do. So cute. if that comes yes. into fruition, it would be really cute if that happened. And then y'all the listeners could just show up when. and then say, oh when. my God, I did that. So, you know, when <laughs> that does happen, it's going to be amazing. So I just want to, take a moment to thank you all for that speaking of taking a moment rihanna has announced that she will be releasing a single called lift me up for the wakanda forever soundtrack it comes out friday this is on rihanna's twitter okay welcome back rihanna and baby I have and to. And then they say it was written, written by Thames too, which I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, she finna. They ain't finna now, play then. Okay, they not so, about to play. So okay, so Thames <laughs> is like a whole. True. Like first of all, sorry, just just anything Tim's. Tim's just Tim's. Yes, that's all I want to say about Tim's. For real, like for real. And then because <laughs> it's the Wakanda soundtrack, like she's doing the the No Woman No Crown there, and it sounds fucking phenomenal. So she ain't, she finna slide. She she, man, she gonna fuck around and win a Grammy off that shit. I hope Tim's gets out. All of the things. Like I just love her voice. I just love her swag. I love Me seeing too. her. Or I love an hearing Oscar. her. Imagine an Oscar. Everything. Ooh. Give her the whole ego. I just wanted to have <laughs> the it. The soundtrack. I, I wanted mm. to have it. Um, but yes, Rihanna's back. I have been very skeptical. They said she's doing the Super Bowl. I wondered with what can't what's going to happen. I, yeah, obviously music, can't wait. It's always good to see people you haven't seen in a long time anyway. And she's been keeping the palette wet, I guess, with the fancy fashion shows because those look amazing. But she's really not in those. So it's like to see her, perform her, hear her. I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. Sidebar, Tay. Guess who yeah. is in the in the Savage Fenty show this year? Who? Shirley Ralph. She's in it. She's in the Savage Fenty show this year. Shout out to Shirley Rose. That's a dope dope idea. Mm -hmm. But yeah, shout out to Rihanna for (laughs) just being uh, a dope artist. You know, she's made a lot of great music. She's had a lot of great performances. You know, everyone's had their news cycles, but Rihanna truly is someone that has great staying power. She literally has been gone for however long she's wanted to go. She's had features here and there and we've still seen her. She's been relevant and she hasn't been doing anything bad. She's been, you know, she had a family. I just love the fact that Rihanna's had all this growth as you know, Beyonce obviously had as well, but like there's all this growth that happens with certain artists. And sometimes when people are gone, you think they're gone forever, but Rihanna has just evolved and she's coming back to us. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Shout out to you, Rihanna. I'm not part of the Navy, but if I were part of the Navy, I would love like a higher ranking position. So you can no, give me that, Rihanna. She I will too. say, you know what would be super dope because people have been harassing her for so many years now for this freaking album that that's how she rolls it out. Mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl. To me, that's just like perfect. Brilliant. We yeah. have seen her at the studio. Like you've seen images of her coming in and out. So I wonder if she's feeling that pressure in a way to be like, yo, that would be fly to roll this out. Maybe a drop a new single at the end of the performance, you mm-hmm. know, a new song. Yeah. That's so fire. I yeah. hope that that's the plan. I would honestly... I Oh, go ahead, I just Justin. think it's also appropriate for an artist at her stature in the game. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? She's a global superstar. Rihanna mm-hmm. is a really big deal in music. All them fucking hits, all them number ones and shit. Like, so I really think that this is a great way that kind of, you know, gives her the reverence she deserves as a pop, a fucking worldwide pop star. Pop you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. For sure. And plus, it's going to be a great way for us to see, like, 
all of the shit because we haven't seen her for a minute, but like she, it's a great way for her to remind us and take her, us on that journey of like what she's done. And then she does just end it with a little sample of like, all right, so this is what's next. Even though you know I've been making music since you know I put out the single in October, I'm just giving y'all the little snippet here at the end because I'm still gonna run the rest of the year. Like I wouldn't be mad at that either. So I'm just excited to see what's gonna happen, how it unfolds. But also I wouldn't be mad if it's like a whole new set. We like, ooh, new Rihanna. This is what the era is gonna be. Yeah. So I hope I'm she drops person- an album. That's what I hope. Oh, I hope well, yeah. the performance no. goes off and her album and is on album iTunes drops. right Ooh, after all. Yeah. That's what as I a, hope. As a Super Bowl commercial. That, that that's right. Be. Like, yep. Oh and by the way, God. my album's out. Like, I mean, that would listen, be so... I love lit. artists. So I, and Rihanna is a smart artist. So I just am excited to see what she does and how she does it. So mm-hmm. shout out to Rihanna. Uh, that was my little Rihanna moment in the Navy corner. That was enough talk about music, really. <laughs> so now we can really just go on a song to play. There were like a couple of little things that I want to talk about, but I, I kind of forgot along the way. Um, shout out to um, Unk and Nephew on Drink Champs. That was a cool interview for the moments I watched. Drink Champs is like a three-hour show, so I can only watch but so much of it before I'm like, Are they right, not going by that name anymore? No, I, they're going I by Quavo and yeah, Takeoff. Yeah, they're Quavo and Takeoff, but it's funny watching them. Like, oh, so he, he's the uncle, and you're the nephew. So it was just funny watching <laughs> all of that unfold on Drink Champs. But uh, but I thought yeah. that name was so cute. I wonder, Did they speak to why they dropped it? or I didn't make it to that part of the interview. I was watching when they were... Uh, trying to say who should do verses and all that but Dustin do you know mm. anything else extra more? they didn't talk about that it's just a messy ass interview it's very yeah. messy the whole interview <laughs> is messy um, it's good though and and I'm not going to say what I want to say but I have another observation too I wish that's you would all say, say. Cause we'll damn, now I want to know. Can you text it to me? Like, that was, right, off the record, we'll wait. Uh, okay, look, I have to no- wait. Never mind. Oh, I don't, never, oh. never mind. I, I feel like I'm picking. I know what I ain't down. talking about. <laughs> look, I, I, I already realized where you were. Ground transportation. Okay. <laughs> Buster won't be won't be no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! You know it's when I'm fucking talking about. It. <laughs> I said the group broke up. I'm one step closer. You know. What I'm saying? Well, with all due respect. Unfortunately, <laughs> well, we about to get into the songs to play, so I'm gonna let y'all get those together. Wow! Oh. But very quickly, you see up. this interview. Wow! Like <laughs> when you see this interview, I'm wow. Go ahead. <laughs> I also just want to, you know, I I feel bad that everybody's, (laughs) you know, I I be feeling bad like I did some. I feel bad and they broke up. So I feel like I still got to talk about all of them because I don't want to choose sides. But shout out to Offset on Mm -hmm. uh, HBO Max on uh, The Mm -hmm. Hype. I love that show. Doing a great job. He's a dope-ass host. show. He had all his kids on there. They they were so beautiful to watch during one of the challenges. Oh, I saw the promo. I just love, I love that show. I just love Marnie and seeing her and Becky and what they're going to wear every week. Marnie fly as fuck. Every She's so damn fly. Not only is uh. she fly, I love a show. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I know we're not in TP land, but I just no, love talk, a show that is very, because I watch the show creatively because it's about streetwear and, you know, music people, we have to, and even us as uh, creatives and personalities, we have to think about how we look. And y'all know I feel like I do a bad job with how I look. So I watch these shows just to really get into the process of these artists and these designers to see what their what bags are in. So I love that Marnie, you know, uh, mentor, she's so technical, but she's not like, 
I, I like that everybody there cares. Like, it's not like they're just trying to make ratings and be assholes. Like, Marnie's really like, girl, your talent is being wasted on the show because you do upcycling. So, like, let I want you to do this because this is what I got to see from you. So, it's like she got sent home from the show, but then Marnie still booked her on the back end for Beyonce. So, it was like, <laughs> I love when I watch shows with these creatives. Like, American Idol was a show where it was supposed to be like the talent, but then they realized, well, people just watch the lab. So it became like a gag show. And it was like, well, why the fuck am I here? Right. So like, right. I love when I watch shows less like about the, the clothes. Yeah. 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 And it's not even just about the clothes too. It's like about what the people, what the clothes means to the people and the culture and like how all of every experience they had put them to where they are now and how they connect with and collab with other people. And it's just amazing and interesting to watch. So shout out to the hype and shout out to Offset for being a great host on there. And shout out yeah. to yeah, his girl like Cardi it. for also being great host on shows that she's on. I wish they would, I hope they do another season of uh, uh, the music show that they had on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Oh, with Cardi B and T.I. and uh, who else is on there? Chance. Was, yeah, Chance. Was it T.I. on there? Oh yeah, it was yeah. T.I. It was T.I. I just kept thinking about him laughing. Yes. Uh, I fuck with T.I.'s music. <laughs> One thing about it, that, like, people have a lot of commentary oh, his music. about his personality in, over the past, like, what, seven years, maybe? When we've noticed, yeah. like, you know, but as far as the music, them first couple albums and shit, T.I. got some shit and he's a hell of a rapper. So I really love his music. I don't know why I just felt inclined to say that shit because I'm staying strong <laughs> Stand on it. Stand up. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Listen, fuck with his music. I I'm used to listen to T.I. on the way to school. <laughs> like, as if I'm about to, like, pop off with these teachers or something. I just okay, used to, if it a just motherfucker do, but some motherfucking moves. Hello? Come on, <laughs> see? I'll check that your ass can't cast. Nigga, I used what? to love that. So you meet out. me at the hotel. We can fuck all night. Do it how you want to do it until nobody. Huh. You just said you... you <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, Dustin yeah. is fighting his shirt. Hey, hit, bro. <laughs> you was dancing like old girl up for college hill. Uh -huh. nah. Or like the girl in the Apple store. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, that that's my T.I. I love T.I. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fran. Yeah, that's who it was. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> hey, shout out to Patreon. Join our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash the friends on podcast. Thank you, Patreon. Oh, but yes, now we're going to get into songs to play. I would love to know what you've been listening to. And for those of you listening, because y'all know we be in them streets anyway, why not go ahead and leave a comment on what you've been listening to? Song to play in the streets. Yeah, I love hearing that. Because sometimes y'all be tweeting me and I'll be like, I'm not here for that. And y'all be wanting me to listen to stuff. And I feel bad. Sometimes I do click on the links and I listen and I forget to respond because the songs be good. But if you put it in the comments, I might share the song at the beginning of a week or something. I don't know. Maybe not. My mess up the flow. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, that is it for my part for now. Friend, I still want to be all up in your business and know what you've been listening to. So tell me, please, what have you been listening First, to? First, I have to do a shout out. Guess who I met? I met the producer that did Heated for Beyonce. Ooh, he lives what? here. I, wow. And I had to try so hard not to be oh like, my God. that's my favorite song because I didn't want to sound like, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. what it really mm -hmm. is. I was mm -hmm. like, it's the it's my favorite song on there. You, so you he, his, I have to shout out Khalif. He's so nice. And oh, that's dope. I was asking him like, how does that feel? And he said it's it's been life altering. Obviously, you know, to Good like for him, man. And he said because her project was so secretive, you know, he didn't know. 
until the everyone impact, else knew. Yeah. Wow. No until everyone else oh, knew. He didn't even know he had a placement until it was no, out. No, because he said wow. you don't know, like, until it's out. And he said yeah. he found out maybe, like, a couple minutes before. And Are you he serious? said, And he was saying how his kid, like, one of his kids was like, ah, whatever. But his other kid was like, yo, <laughs> this is crazy. My dad's on the fiance project. Wow. He's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because guess where I met him? I met him in my house because he's working <laughs> on a project here. <laughs> right. And I was, and we just started talking and that's how that came out. <laughs> what a, what a charmed life you live. <laughs> got a lot of bands, wow. got a lot of shit in there alone. Me. Right. I, I, I got it. Okay. So far, far, okay, shit. I said, "Do wow. you want some tea? Can I can I make you a snack?" <laughs> Are you hungry? Did you eat yet? Okay. Damn, no, he's friend. so sweet, and that was like such a shocking way to meet someone that produced like such a great project. So wow. a song. So shout out to you, Khalib. I wish you the best, and I hope that this turns your career out because you hell did that. Yeah. It's an incredible that's song. Talented ass. Like talented ass. Hell yeah! Like obviously Beyonce. Said it's Beyonce, but like that, that the vibe, ooh, like it's just a great record. Yeah, they really (laughs) do. They really, really do. Sometimes I don't think they get as much credit, but even though now I think things have changed, producers are like famous now. (laughs) Like people love producers. Back in the day, I sound like that. No, right. (laughs) You got that Beyonce money again. The funniest part was me trying not to sing it while he was in the house. (laughs) That's the worst. I'm bad like that with my friends. Like, you know, you know how hard it is sometimes when I'm looking at Indy and I have to be like, we got something special. Like, all right, let me just all right. right. Sorry. Damn, but he's that's so dope, nice. Yeah, he's really nice. I'm trying to look up his um yeah, you could if you want to like you know support his work, check him out on Instagram. He goes by Goodbye Khalid. That's Goodbye, and then C A L E V. Check him out. Send him love. Tell him he's amazing. He's really, really kind. Really, really nice. And wish him the best. But with that being said, my song that I'm gonna play this week is by Rihanna J. She has a record called "It's You." Hey, hey, Rihanna J. Right. I love Rihanna J. It popped up on my, um, you know, when you just let your songs play and, it, and your playlist ends and then Spotify creates the radio that are like mm-hmm. songs like this. So it popped up and I said, this is a really nice song. So Rihanna J, R-A-Y-A-N-A-J-A-Y. The song is called It's You. This is how it goes. What you trying to do? He told me it's all up to you. Well, if you leave it up to me, we'll be sitting here till 2053. See, you know I can't make my mind up. And only God knows where I'll wind up. Not sure where I'll be, but I know that you'll be there with me. Sure about many things, but I do know that it's you. Uh, I don't know about anything. 
Isn't that fire? She sing. Hell yeah. She said, I don't know about anything. I'm not sure about anything, but I do know that it's you. Shout out to Rihanna J. What a beautiful record. Yes. Um, And then this other song that popped up on my radio, I guess, is Yaya Bay. Y-A-Y-A-B-E-Y. She has a song called Meet Me in Brooklyn that I thought was a cool vibe. Mm -hmm. And this is how it goes. summer because it definitely gives like mm. you know summer in brooklyn vibes but it's a dope song yaya bay meet me in brooklyn those are my two for the week all right then that's the rocks with you over there jamming too i was gonna play something totally different but since we brought it up we're gonna start it off with some old school ti <laughs> this week hey this, this is doing my job <laughs> Up in my shoes for a second. Not personal, I'm just saying, though. Hey, look, from when the moon came out to the sun came up, I was supplying the days when with they flame up. I'm almost passing by, trying to explain us. Kissing in the bushes like they never house trained us, but try to understand, that's how we came up. You get to know it's your lovers, but you can't change us now. Really, we'd rather be rich and famous, but in the meantime, we forced to slang up. Throw a crack cocaine, penicillin' to Rogaine, excessive Viagra, whatever, get the dough, man. I'm tired of people misrepresenting Old school T.I. for you. From old school T.I., we're gonna go into some new school uh, shit. This is Jeezy. Um, I ain't gonna hold you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was y'all been waiting for. Top down in that motherfucker coach. What about that raw old AP with the black face? Shit, that motherfucker black and it's a vote. You rollin' with a real when the bitch really love me out here like they love such a slim and I know you. I ain't gon' hold you. Yeah, your boy love bipolar. Half general, half soldier. Yeah, got a handful of hair while I hit it from the back while a real nigga blowin' on some doja. Yeah, I'm gon' fold her. When I get done, I'm a motor. Same time keeping my composure. If you keep making them faces, keep talking to me right in the morning, I'ma roll it back over. Playtime's over. Can't get you Closure. Real niggas only know pop. 
Yeah, that's the, I ain't gonna hold you. I can, see you. I can see you at the club. <laughs> <laughs> you already know that's some dust and shit, right? And sidebar, that whole Jeezy and DJ drama mixtape, Snowfall, that just came out, end to end, the entire project is the shit. And it's a I throwback. It. it makes you feel like you listening to old school young Jeezy, for real. Mm. Like, oh my God, it literally feels good. I can't stop listening to the whole album. And I actually yeah, I was going to play all Jeezy songs today, but I'm awake. I'm not even going to do that. <laughs> Last song I'm going to play is Guilty Pleasure Time. Judge me if you are. I don't give a fuck. This song is called Born by the River, and it's by Sexy Red and none other than Sukihana. Yes. Bitch, it's time to get this motherfucker money. The tricks is out, and Coochie ain't free around this motherfucker. I don't know what y'all hoes gonna do, but me and my bitches finna get this good old coin. I was born by the river, I was getting them stacks. Bend it over, pop that pussy, I be making it clap. I was born by the river, I was selling that ass. And I like to suck my thumb when I'm throwing it back. Left, right, throw that ass, bitch. We looking for some niggas who be sucking pussy lips. I'm with my girl Suki, and we looking for some dick. If you trying to find a wife, then I ain't your bitch. Gave me money for a bush and I ain't having this gig. Bitch, 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 I ain't pregnant finna buy me a wig. Spin it on Jimmy Choo, Snow Crabs and Shrimp. I got a nigga named Rail and he fresh out of jail. He be on that boozy shit, touchdown calls hell. Nigga got locked up again, but I ain't paying his bail. You can tell your baby mama and then I'm send you some mail. I got a nigga named D, he be moving she the beans. Always got me putting beads and some in the seat. Gave him money because he thinks she pregnant. She said she ain't about to have his kids. Bitches, you crazy. I'm finna buy me a wig, spend the rest on Jimmy Choo's, snow crabs, and shrimp. Now, when I heard them bars personally, I was like, I want to know more. Feed me. Feed. I wanted more of it. <laughs> so watch the video. There's a visual that goes with that song. And all I'm going to say is one of my favorite things about the video is that Sukiyana don't have a stitch of makeup on. They outside this gas okay. station. Like, Very real. Anyway, so that's it for me this week. <laughs> a lot of interesting selections <clears throat> all box nonetheless uh it is the six year anniversary of the six god himself drake's uh views project i believe i might be off if my math is wrong i apologize but drake is from the six october's very own it's october i'm playing drake there's a connection here um the real connection though is the, the song that i'm going to play from views it features uh division and pimp c division is dropping their project on uh friday i believe uh working on my karma uh division has been dropping some bops uh that's can't late wait. so i can't wait for the new project but instead of playing their newest song because they they just dropped a single too, another single what's rather. up with jagged is yeah uh no i already played that one or mentioned that one um mm-hmm. they just dropped another one after that but okay I, instead of playing that one, what I will do is play my throwback from The Views featuring Division because they are just amazing. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear them, like even hearing the first song, like, I don't know. Anyway, this song on Views is the shit. It's called Faithful. One of my favorites. Like, oh my God. In the air, just what Ken told me. Niggas like to play games cause they feel like they know. Feel like they know me. You don't know me, nigga. I done changed. I done changed. So don't be trying to put no shit off in the game. This ain't no motherfucking nine and one. We out here rapping for money. You niggas rapping for fun. I don't fuck with nobody in this shit. But blunt. You would think it's all mine. The way I took it. Yeah. You would think it broke down. The 
push it. Yeah. You hate it when I coat things all in sugar. You wanna hit a real talk? Well, girl, who wouldn't? Yeah. Working, 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 ain't ya? You don't have no time to lay up. You just trying to be somebody. For you say you need somebody. Get all your affairs in order. I won't have right, I don't know what part of that is going to make it into the show, but... Hey! The whole thing. I just love me some Division. Me too. And Drake was going on there. And like Everything was perfect about that record, and I love it. I love views. I love Drake. I love Vision. We come. Always seems to get better with time. Ciao. Hey. So, somebody dog love it too, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the dog over. <laughs> over, over, over. <laughs> Fred, what you drinking? Char- oh, I thought you was drinking some activated charcoal because the bottom of that bottle was dark. I thought he oh, was down no, to the last <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm drinking, drinking lemon water. No, oh, that lemon was the water. Of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> also want to play Lil Uzi Bird. Uh, just dropped a track called Just Wanna Rock. Uh-huh. Okay. I love Lil Uzi Bird. She on, yeah. He on some new shit. Here we go. Just a little mean ass. He don't be saying nothing to nobody. <laughs> Project, project, this ain't what you want. This ain't what you want. Ha! Sixty million dollars. I just wanna rock. I just wanna. Ah, 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 ah. I just wanna rock. Body out of ya. Shorty got that body out of ya. Ah, ah. Hit it once, no time. Side up, you gon' kill my vibe. Stand on my money, don't know my size. Pick them sides, and you better choose wisely. That's my heart. So that's Lil Uzi. Is this Uzi. the one he was doing the dance to? Uh-huh. I saw like it's turning into a little dance challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, that's- Uzi always keep it fresh when he show up on the scene, <laughs> keep it clean. So shout out to Lil Uzi Bird. And that's it for the Music Man segment. Go get hip and go tell the people that we put you on. Now we can move on to TV Land segment. Dustin Ross, please tell us what you've been watching. I've been watching music videos a lot, to be honest with you. And I just want to make the transition from the Music Man segment into TV Land this week with a suggestion that you watch the California Breeze by video by Lil Baby. Mm. Um, Lil Baby has a brand new album out. If you're a Lil Baby fan, you're going to love it. Um, Mm. And I think that California Breeze is my favorite song off the project. And I love the video. Mm. It's just a feel good song. And the video really gives you a full experience. So I suggest you watch that. Um, I also love the song by NBA Youngboy and Nicki Minaj that came out too. So check that out. Um, other than that, TV Land, Married to Medicine Reunion came on part one. I've been telling y'all we're going to do a deep, a deep dive, but I'm waiting until the reunion is over so we can have a comprehensive conversation without anything else to come. So the part one aired last Sunday. Part two is this Sunday. It's only three parts. You got two fucking weeks. Okay, you got two weeks to get it together so we can talk about Married to Medicine. Everybody that's listening, I gave your asses a lot of time. Okay, (laughs) I've been pushing this back and back and back. We're doing it two weeks from now because there's some some themes, some reverberating themes that go through 
this whole season that I am really sick of and mm. that I also really love. And so we're going to talk about both of those. So you got two weeks on that. <clears throat> love and marriage Huntsville has been incredible. Okay. Mm. Um, they had a big, they had a big to do. Also melody looked good as hell at the season four reunion taping that they just had. Uh-oh. You've got to see, she had on like this. Maybe silver, I'll get back in. Like metallic, like season hard was good, metal dress. It, it was, was a good. good. Nothing season. new happens. It was oh like yes, she's it still did. Mad at him. She's still mad at that other friend of hers. Like it's like. Well, they had introduced a new couple, and then a new single. Since you, well, because you ain't made it to Destiny yet, have you? Yeah, She's Destiny so that owns that owns the like Madani beauty. Yeah, so you, oh, so you yeah. tired? Oh, so yeah, you might as well catch up. You you right there? You right there? Mm. <laughs> Destiny, she been so tired on the on the show talking about. Oh, I wanted to pull this picture up of Melody. Look how good she looked at the season four oh, reunion. Yeah. Oh, oh it's yeah. really pretty. Melody, yeah, she looks dress. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. Like, so go ahead, she's Melody. Great. So see, she she looked like she ain't taking no shit this season, right? She's mm-hmm. not. And um, she's been handling her business. So that's good. We can talk details about that later. Kimmy, they had a big dinner. One other note I want to make that had a big dinner to talk through the um, little tussle. You know, like, you like to fight out like the, <laughs> the little tussle they had. Um, <laughs> they had a meeting to talk it through. And Kimmy looked so good at this dinner. And on the way, her and Maurice was rolling it. They got a new convertible Rolls Royce. Uh, okay. They just, they ain't playing in Huntsville this year. So they I not. just want to like, just, just tune in. It's, it's, it's going there. Um, uh, what else did I watch? It was something else that I watched on TV that I wanted you guys to watch. Um, it was a Netflix White show. Lotus season two. I'm excited That's coming. About. We're watching Reasonable the White Lotus season two. Oh, you said Netflix show. Yep. Come hang with us on the binge. If you want to watch White Lotus season two with us, we're going to be recapping it starting on November 11th. The first 11, episode 11. of drops. 11-11. That's a magical number, right? I guess it, it means is. you're supposed to uh, kiss somebody. That's mistletoe. <laughs> what you supposed to do at 11-11? Make a wish. Play the it number and blow confirms- glitter. It confirms you where you're supposed to be. Well, there you go. Well, Dak. Ooh, I didn't been in some positions at eleven eleven. <laughs> if that's where I'm supposed to be, God willing, <laughs> Lord, our load is heavy. Yes, but um, and then also the other show that I want you to watch on TV once again is Bet on Black on Revolt. It's airing on Mondays at nine thirty. Yes, 9:30. hello. Um, it's also streaming on the Revolt TV app, so make sure you download that. It's hosted by me, judged by Master None P. Other than- Thank you, my love. Mm-hmm. Um, Remy Ma, Latoya Luckett, Detavio from Revolt, Ron Brown from Target, um, and Pinky Cole from Slutty Vegan. And we Pinky feature, Cole, yes, that's so cool. Pinky, Pinky. Her great entrepreneurs. So cool. And mm-hmm. Pinky is so damn smart. When she was mm-hmm. G-checking them, uh, them fucking contestants, I can say it now because at the time I had to be nice. But at the, the way Pinky was telling them, so what's your scale up plan? She would just ask some motherfuckers Ooh. like, so what, what's next? So what do you see? So you mean to tell me you your product does this and we're not going to give it to this? She was just, the way she was coming up with ideas off the dome she and the little it. pockets of opportunity yes. that she was identifying for these entrepreneurs, mm. those priceless advice. And Pinky is really smart. She actually needs to come back on our show so we can talk more about that to her. Mm-hmm. And we That'd will, be so. good, actually, yeah. But that's it for TV land. I'm tired, shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. And those of you on Patreon, thank you for watching. We love you guys so much. 
We'll catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. (laughs) Bye.